Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Uh, sorry I missed you guys last week. Uh, missed you certainly, but I was at a uh, Biden protest uh, last week. Uh, it was actually in uh, my locale, so I did some live interviews there. Actually, I, I was interviewed by a number of uh, media outlets here locally, and I'm going to tell a little bit you know, more about that. Of course, I did some interviews here, which you will hear uh, a handful of those on the show. And, of course, more of us need uh, to speak out and make the conservative voice heard. Uh, We need to have more protests across America to fight against the communism uh, the current regime uh, wants to bring to our nation. Uh, So those who attended the recent protests here in Ohio – uh, did just that. 
they peaceably assembled to show that we have not given up on America. And so, yes, the occupier-in-chief visited a Catholic university for the town hall last week. Now, outside, as I said, there were protesters where most of them were actually Trump supporters, uh, showing their support for President Trump. Uh, I myself, as I said, I was there. Uh, I was there from the start all the way to the finish, and that's why uh, I didn't have a show last week because I was I was literally uh, there until it was over to about 9.30, quarter till 10, which, as you know, uh, 10 o'clock is when the show starts, and then I helped the organizer to, you know, take things down and things of that nature. Now, at, you know, a part of and among the protesters, and we're going to hear from, you know, again, a handful of those tonight, uh, there were young adults and teenagers uh, who are concerned about their future. Uh, there were others who were disappointed with the university for allowing a pro-abortion president to appear at the Catholic University. And then we also had a group uh, that were Cuban immigrants who were concerned not only with the recent events in their country of origin, uh, but also of their new country, America, which they now call their home. So, of course, we ask those listening, uh, whether you're listening live or listening to the podcast, to share the show, whether you uh, have it on a link or one of the podcast listeners. If you have the link, you can, you know, of course, share it on your social media, also through your emails. Uh, if you just did that, the three people who you know will – uh, listen to the show, maybe even share it, uh, that'd be great. And Or if you're at one of these, uh, the number of podcasts uh, and, you know, places like Spotify, we're just starting to get on Spotify a little bit in other uh, venues, of course, the, the check it out and share it as well uh, if you're on Spotify. We just, we just started that, so we're kind of doing a test run here uh, to see if that's something we can uh, – we can do so, you know, you know, definitely check that out. And, of course, we do want to have folks to call us to join our round table of discussion. And, of course, remember that Bard's Logic is the grassroots uh, way to people show. So, again, I will have uh, the interviews from, you know, last week at the, the rally and, of course, well, the protest because it was a CNN from Don Lamont uh yeah, and if you should have seen, I feel sound like Biden. Uh, I mean, because that's what I was getting ready to talk about is you know some of his gas, which you know we we may not talk about here. I'm going to focus more on the the protests, okay, and the people there and, and what their concerns are and were and things of that nature. Uh, again, I mean, I was interviewed by a number of you know media outlets there. Uh, I and mean, I'll go over some of the information on that, you know, talk more about that later on uh, in the show, because uh, of course, you know, the media is not going to tell everything, right? They're not going to show everything that they, they say in the interview. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about how the media covered it as well, you know, on the, on the local stations. Uh, but let's go ahead and we uh, have our first caller in here tonight, and that is Stephen. So let's go ahead and welcome Stephen. I uh, missed you uh, last week, Stephen, but again, I was there at the rally. How you been? Better than I deserve. It's a good night, and uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, but you know, how you folks? Uh, 
you know, he's going to keep the stress down and people have things they have to accomplish in the meantime. It sounds like you got some things done last week. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Actually, it was uh, last Tuesday. So the Tuesday, uh, yeah, prior to the to the protest or him actually being for the town hall, I got a a, a text from the organizer of the you know the protest, and you know asked me to you know go down there and help out and things of that nature. So. I actually had to get it approved through my employer to take the day off, uh, which I did, obviously, because I was, I was able to make it. And so I was, I was there as people start filing in. You know, of course, uh, people were on Twitter uh, being like, oh, well, you see, these, these people don't work either, is what they didn't see because they weren't at the protest. Is that during the day, you know, during the work hours, it's main, mainly, you know, younger folks, as you'll hear from a couple of them, uh, that I've interviewed, and then also a lot of you retired, like the organizer is a retiree. And so early on, you know, during work hours, uh, you know, we had about, you know, 30 or so people, maybe something of that nature. Uh, Remember, this was just a local, you know, local protest. And then as as the day moved on, you know, getting closer to the, you know, to the time when Biden was going to actually be talking, you know, doing the town hall, then more, of course, after work hours, more people and more and more showed up. And you'll hear through some of the interviews, I mean, you'll hear that there was a, a good crowd. I mean, I, I estimated at least 100. Some people are saying over that, but, I mean, they covered they covered, they covered uh, a whole, uh, you know, city corner, uh, which, you know, I don't have any video, but you, you can have some video, some pictures I have here on, you know, Blog Talk Radio. So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It was a long day. I was, on, I was literally on my feet the whole time. And I actually, I sit down for a living. I mean, that, you know, uh, with what mm-hmm. I do, to standing up for, from the 1 p.m. until 10.30 p.m. was, was a little grueling. Uh, but, you know, it was nice. It was nice to put myself to that physical rigors, <laughs> which I haven't done, yeah. frankly, to be honest, in, in a long time of, of just standing on your feet and, and protesting and going and getting interviews and, it was a, it was a, it was pretty incredible, and, and to see all the Trump supporters even now, you know, is is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, look at what's going on in France. It seems like people are being sent to the detention centers being vaccinated in France. Um, so yeah, I heard about that. Uh huh. The FEMA camps. Uh, you real and, quick, uh, uh, Stephen. You're a little muffled. I don't know what that. What that is, but I'm having a oh, little bit of a hard oh. time hearing you. Okay. Switch positions here with the mic here. Get me. Now, now see, that I, sounds I, <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes the, the fan is um, giving off electrical distortion. But, yeah. yeah so, you know, um, I mean, detention centers for the French. Uh, I, if you notice, and I've looked at the travel, I mean, travel to other countries right now, I mean, they've literally blocked off a lot of travel. You try to book a flight out the country, man, it's very, very difficult to find anything because they're, like, shutting everything down as far as travel is concerned um, with restrictions and 
So, yeah, we're back to, you know, my opinion, we're right here at another lockdown. We're right in the middle of another lockdown. Um, but in Indiana and Ohio, did Ohio do anything with the masks uh, mandate at all? Because we really don't. Well, to my understanding, I haven't heard of any. Uh, I haven't heard of any. They lifted the mask mandate here in Ohio. I mean, so you don't have. I mean, I I I go into restaurants and stores uh, pretty often. I mean, and I never I never wear a mask anymore. I think they've lifted mm. that now. Whether uh, you know, Dewine will reinstate them, uh, and and I've I've been trying to get his opponent on the in the primary, you know, on the show, but, and, and I didn't, you know, ask why, but I mean, it's, they're like, oh, well, he, he don't do 10, he, he doesn't do 10 o'clock. And, you know, if this guy wants to be governor, I mean, if he, if he can't do a show at 10 o'clock at night, I mean, what's going to happen when he does the, you know, gets that 2.30 a.m. call? I mean, if he certainly ain't ready to, I mean, I like to see someone replace DeWine, but certainly not someone who, you know, can't do an interview at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I don't know if he needs to do the rest or, or what. Um, maybe he's busy, but there was no real explanation as to why uh, the candidate can't do 10 o'clock uh, in the evening. It was just stated, oh, but he, he, don't, he, he can't or he don't do 10 o'clock. So it's like, well, it, without any explanation. So may, maybe the guy needs his, his beauty rest. And, but that, that doesn't bode well if he wants to run for governor. Yeah, but I mean, I mean you, that mean governors get that two thirty a.m. call too. If you're a guy that works late, hey, ten is okay, you know. Now, if you're a guy that you know gets up at six o'clock in the morning, you know, you've got to do you know construction work stuff like that. You know, I might be able to understand that, but if you're if you're just a normal guy working late, man, ten o'clock is just fine. Ten o'clock is like you you know you're winding down for the day. But yeah, it's not that bad. Ten o'clock's not that bad. Um, now you do have some super strict holistic guys out there that really believe you know you really need to be in the bed and sleep by at least eleven. But yeah, ten, nine, ten. Yeah. But yeah, well, I, if you're, just well, if you're gonna be a, yeah, but if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a, a governor, you know. Sleep isn't one of your priorities, I would imagine. I mean, what happens again if you get that, you get that three o'clock, uh, you know, that two thirty call, and oh, well, I mean, you do not be able to handle it. <laughs> you're, you're talking to a guy who's, you're talking to a guy that at one time uh, stayed up sixty one hours straight. So. Yeah, I remember when I moved to Tampa, Florida, for a couple of years, and I stayed up, yeah, day like you know, days straight. Moving my stuff in the storage unit, and yeah, 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 definitely. Long fifteen-hour drive to Tampa, notorious. But well, let me tell you, I'm driving down to Florida in a couple weeks, and I'm not. It's a thirteen-hour drive. Now that's one thing that I'll drive for you know a number of hours, and then someone else can drive, and then after six hours sitting in the car, I'm done. I'm not. I'm going to get a hotel. <laughs> that yeah, I, that I don't bad. like to do. I mean, if I'm just riding in it, I guess, but I don't like mm-hmm. staying. I don't like staying in a car that long. Yeah, 
And uh, this lady had this lady had a dream with a vision about uh, the states going from state to state in the future was going to be very very difficult because uh, I think she was kind of prophesying like a breakup of the country. And because uh, before Civil War, I can kind of see that type of situation happening where. Uh, Indiana, you know, doesn't want to be affiliated, you know, with California and New York. And New York and California doesn't want to be affiliated with the red states. But it's getting it's getting bad. It's getting to that point. The propaganda, I've been telling borrowing people on the show for, you know, a month or for weeks, you know, uh, the propaganda goes back to 160 years as far as the airborne virus and things of that nature. And you're always going to have family members that haven't been sick for years because they've been getting their vitamin D, they're getting their nutrition, they're eating a, a decent diet, they're exercising. You're always going to have people that haven't been sick for a long time, for years and years. And you're always going to have people that get sick all the time because they're constantly chronically just eating crappy diets. They don't work out. They're constantly stressed out by their significant other or girlfriend or what have you. So it's, you know, this airborne virus propaganda is 160 years old, Lord. It needs to die. It, it really needs to die. It needs to die a hard death as long as America – I'm not only talking about you know, the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm talking about all flu shots, all this stuff. I mean, uh, unvaccinated children are some of the most healthiest children in the world. And uh, and so if you want to look at the scientific studies, you can. But, you know, this 160-year-old airborne virus germ theory, and it's always been called the germ theory, Bart. It's never been called the germ fact. It needs to die. It's 160 years old. It needs to die, Bob. Do you agree with me on that? <laughs> they've been well, doing they lockdowns have... for over 100 years, Bart. They've been doing lockdowns. It needs to die. This is not the this is not the first lockdown. They've been doing this stuff for over 100 years. Well, and again, I mean, I, you know, I, I say that they're and they're trying to do it. You know, whether it's true or not, I mean, I don't have enough information to really say either way. But I do know that, you know, they've really expedited, uh, you know, really expedited. You know, I mean, I think they really expedited after Trump was elected. I think that, you know, it scared the shit out of them, frankly, I think, is that, is that you know, they seen that, you know, he got elected and then you had all these other, uh, you know, Populist uh, people getting voted in for like prime minister and stuff like that. The, the globalist people. Are, I mean, because I think they're you know, slowly trying to get us there, right? Uh, but I think with the election of Trump, they're like, oh, sh- we got to expedite the stuff. You know, we can't give the people a chance to to get pop. You know, another populist leader in here. That's going to, you know, especially one. That's going to be, you know, America first because they really need to bring America down in order to achieve their globalist agenda. Absolutely, Bart. And you know, notice, and, and, and people have been pointing this out, they are not pushing that vaccine in China. 
the mRNA is not being pushed in China. People have been talking mm-hmm. about that for months. Why is it pushed on the NATO countries, the NATO countries of Europe and America and Australia and New Zealand? Why is it pushed on the NATO countries, but in countries like China, it's nowhere near mandated, nowhere near aggressively pushed on the Chinese people? That means it's a biological directed attack at the West. That's what that means, Lloyd. And it's very unfortunate. That, uh, but, yeah, they're not pushing mRNA on the Chinese people. They're not doing that. The, bar, the Spanish flu was like 100 years ago. But the lockdowns and stuff like that and quarantining and social distancing, yeah, it goes way, way back into the day. It, it, and it really was used to control people's minds, um, you know, as a form of control, you know. But it, it goes way back, man. Uh, these lockdowns, it, 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 goes, it goes far back with the germ theory, you know, airborne and 160 years. I'm like, this is 2021. It, it's time to let it die. Is it worth killing your country? Is it worth the civil war? What is what is this what is this germ theory? How much is it worth to you, America? That's what you got to figure out. That's what you need to calculate. How much is it worth to you? Because it can cost you everything if you keep on doing. Now, what's the definition of insanity, Bart? Doing the same thing and not getting any results. That's the definition of insanity. What say you? Well, yeah, the, well, I wanted to bring this point up while I can, and but yeah, that's that's the definition of insanity. We, we really got to do something different, and I want to bring this point because uh, I had a friend who sent me this article um, about the MR, uh, mRNA, and it's on naturalnews.com, and it's a set, it's a July thirteenth uh, of this year uh, article, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's uh, naturalnews.com, and then it's uh, the article from uh, July 13th. It says, uh, alert, doctor says MRN vaccines, quote, will kill most people through heart failure. 62% of vaccinated people already show microscopic blood clots. It says, natural news, the vast majority of people who are getting injected for the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, will die within a few short years from heart failure when Dr. Charles Hoff, MD, a medical practitioner in British Columbia, Canada. And one of his late in one of his latest updates, Dr. Hoff explains that he is observing in his patients who took the mRNA uh, messenger RNA vaccine from either Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna that their capillaries are now plugging up, which says will eventually lead to a serious cardiovascular event. Chinese virus mRNA shots are programmed to turn a person's body into a spike protein factory, Mr. Hope, that says over time these mass-produced spike proteins cause progressive blood clotting. No fewer than 60% of people who take the mRNA injection will suffer from these blood clots, and in the end, an overwhelming majority will end up six feet under 
due to the damage caused. Says we now know why. I mean, sorry. Says we now know that only 25% of the vaccine injected into a person's arm actually stays in your arm. Dr. Hope explained on his blog. Well, there's a typo there. It says the other 75% is collected by your lymphatic system and literally fed into your circulation so that these little packages of messengers RNA, and by the way, in a single dose of Moderna vaccine, there are literally 40 trillion mRNA molecules. Dr. Hulf says that while these packages were designed uh, by Big Pharma to be absorbed directly into the person's people's cells, the only place it can actually be absorbed is around the blood vessels and into capillaries, which are the tiniest blood vessels where blood flow is slow and where genes are released. You quote, your body then gets to work reading and then manufacturing trillions and trillions of the protein spikes. There's a little uh, a video here that might plug in late, plug into later. Uh, so the gene can produce many, many spike proteins. Then the body then recognizes these are foreign bodies, so it makes antibodies against it. So you are then protected against COVID-19. That's the idea. So it's mRNA injections insert spiky bits into blood vessels, eventually causing heart failure. Uh, and then so that the article goes on, but yeah, definitely check that out at naturalnews.com. Um, I might key up that video, uh, that video later, uh, so people can at least uh, you know listen to it. I I know I personally haven't watched the video. Um, let's see how long it is. Um, I mean, it's, it's eight minutes long, so we we might get we might get to that some at some point. Uh, we might get to that at some point today. Mike Adams. At naturalnews.com, I like Mike Adams. Then you have um, Dr. Andrew Coffin, retired CDC worker. You have uh, Dr. Stefan Lanka. I'm talking about how when you go to college to learn about airborne viruses, it's a bunch of junk science that they've created um, and created an actual college degree out of that junk science. And uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, Science for Sale is a book. The science is whatever corporate America wants it to be. That's that's what the science is. So this, you know, when, when the left tells you, oh, check the science. Don't deny the science. You're a science denier. Just let them say, hey, science is for sale. Go read the book, Science for Sale. Um, there's junk science studies all over the country. One of the biggest ones was counting calories. Everybody knows counting calories is a, is a, is a, is a bunch of flop. Eat, eat 1,200 calories of Reese's Peaches peanut butter cups and tell me it's the same as eating 1,200 calories of avocados. Totally, totally, totally different effect on the human body. So that counting calories, that's just one junk science type of study. They've done a lot of this stuff to control your mind propaganda, they want to control the narrative, and they've been pumping out this propaganda for hundreds of years, airborne viruses, this and that, because they dominate the media. They've infiltrated the country, Sabbatean, Frankism, Satanist, death cult at the top, 
and then you'll have your bottom, you know, your your middle stage workers and your politicians, and and they're so used to. I mean, look look, look what happened with uh, uh, what was Mitch McConnell promoting vaccines being the cheerleader now. These guys. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's so they're so used to serving the system, you know, so used to, you know, serving Big Pharma, because we know Big Pharma is calling the shots. They can't. Literally calling the shots? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Big Pharma and Big Tech. Big Pharma's like, hey, I need this guy censored. Big Tech's like, yes. They jump for jumping jacks. When Big Pharma tells Big Tech to censor a doctor, they stay before him jumping jacks and hula hoops and somersaults. They're like, you want us to censor Dr. McCullough? Big Tech happily censors Dr. McCullough. You want us to censor Andrew Kaufman? Eh, we'll do it. Censor Dr. Sherry Tenpenny? Censor the vice president retired from Pfizer? Ever? Big Pharma once censored Big Tech happily censors. And so if it wasn't for the censorship part, this country probably would be in a totally different place. People would have woke up by now. But, you know, um, the video games and the the Netflix and stuff, it's like we have people that's living in their own reality and um, they don't understand uh, how how things work um, until they get a you know, a boot on their neck barred and then they then they finally get the full total education on how things work when there's a boot on their neck. And then by that time it's too late. Yeah, we're gonna uh part I mean they don't really say stuff like that, but I do have some um some teenagers, uh well one one's a teenager and then one's uh a young adult who as I said earlier on the show, and we're we're gonna play that soon. We got Kelly up. We're going to get Kelly's comments, and then we're going to play these uh, these interviews that I did uh, during the, the the protest. And then I, I do got that that video uh, keyed up, so perhaps we have some more time in the show. Uh, we'll be able to play you know play that. Then that I believe that that may very well be the Doctor Hope uh, on the on the video. But let's go ahead and bring in Kelly, and then I'm going to get uh, start getting some of those interviews that we did uh, during uh, last week's protest. But let's go ahead and bring in Kelly. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Um, surviving California, although sometimes I wish I could escape. Uh, like tomorrow when I'm going to go to Oregon. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, Oregon's yeah. not much better, to my understanding of it. You know, I'm going to have a fight to make sure my son isn't going to get vaccinated to have to go to the 10th grade. Um, we'll really? see what's going to happen. And well, there's vaccine. There's two things. One is vaccines, and the other is a stupid mask. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Why do I say stupid? Because I'm an expert in micron filtration. I happen to have a degree or two in engineering, run a professional practice. The filter weaving media is like ten times larger than the virus. It's like why don't we, why don't we just uh, put up chain link fences to keep. Uh, crickets out of our backyard. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. And um, so that's going to be, you know, thank you California for being crazy again. Maybe, maybe God has given 
destination California just for uh, amusement. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I uh, have you heard about the rents? Uh, attorney rents. Yeah, uh, something? James, yeah, Steve. Uh, Steve mentioned that uh, not uh, in the very beginning of the show about about France, but go ahead. Rents. Uh, he's an attorney, and he's out of Ohio. Which... Oh, I thought you said France. I thought you were talking about France because my brother brought that up. But well, go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll send the video to you, and it's worth listening to if you have time to put it on air tonight. But here's here's the scenario. Well, here's what happened. There was a computer tech uh, whistleblower that indicated uh, 45,000 deaths have uh, occurred within three days after the shot. And CDC was not putting up on the VAERS system, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. I never heard about VAERS until this corona belonged. But anyway, well, the virus might be real. It would just be nice. The CDC can produce can produce a sample. Oh, that's right. They can't. There's a lawsuit over that from Southern Cal. But let me uh, <clears throat> let me read this affidavit. Okay. And then rents. You can actually hear this. This came out about a week or so ago. By the way, there's a whole bunch of things that I can tell you is going on too about elections. That's another segment. All right. So let's go to the declaration of Jane Doe. A lawsuit's been filed in the Northern District of Alabama Federal Court on July 19th. I know it's a little bit old news for some, but why don't we go to the source? First-hand source declaration, here we go. Declaration of Jane Doe. Jane Doe, Jane Doe. Obviously, um, <clears throat> this woman doesn't want to come forward because she may end up dead. Uh, a media person called Attorney Renz and said uh, – uh, this media person said, you need to have security around you 24-7. You come out with something like this, you could end up dead. So, all right, here it is. Declaration Jane Doe, pursuant to 28 U.S.C. Section 1746, Jane Doe hereby declares, <clears throat> I am fully competent to make this declaration, and I have personal knowledge of the facts stated in this declaration. This declaration is submitted in support of legal actions to revoke the emergency use authorization for COVID-19 injections and in support of a preliminary injunction to immediately block the emergency use authorization for COVID-19 injections. I am a computer programmer with subject matter expertise in the healthcare data analytics field, an honor that allows me to access to Medicare and Medicaid data maintained by the Centers for Medical, uh, Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS. I earned a BS degree in mathematics and have, over the last 25 years, developed over 100 distinct healthcare fraud detection algorithms, both in the public and private sector. It has been my mission to protect federal tax dollars by preventing and detecting healthcare fraud, a process which leads to both recovery of overpayments and law enforcement leads. A large part of what I do is focused on the quality of care for the beneficiary. For example, I identify providers who prescribe an egregious amount of opioids to patients with a history of overdosing. Instead of titrating the patients off of opioid, opioids, they prescribe more, oftentimes leading to patient death. When the COVID-19 vaccine clearly became associated with patient death and harm, I was naturally inclined to investigate the matter. It is my professional estimate that VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System database, while extremely useful, 
is underreported by a conservative factor of at least five. On July 9, 2021, there were 9,048 deaths reported in VAERS. I verified these numbers by collating all of the data from VAERS myself, not relying on a third party to report them. In tandem, I queried data from CMS medical claims with regards to vaccines and patient deaths and have assessed that the deaths occurring within three days of vaccination are higher than those reported in VAERS by a factor of at least five. This would indicate the true number of vaccine-related deaths was at least 45,000. Put in perspective, the swine flu vaccine was taken off the market, which, which only resulted in 53 deaths. I declare under penalty of perjury under the laws of the United States of America that the foregoing is true and correct, executed on July 13, 2021, by a Jane Doe. So the CDC has not put these deaths on the VAERS system. Yes, yes, indeed. And I've heard that is off by a hundred times because a lot of people don't even report symptoms. A lot of people don't even, you know, file a report. So you're absolutely correct. Yeah, Tucker Carlson mentioned uh, maybe 1% gets reported, maybe 10%. It all depends. So her saying uh, five times underreported is a very believable number. And then this is only one reporting system into theirs. This is the CMS system or Medicare Medicaid system. There are, I guess, uh, six, seven other reporting systems, channels, if you will, to the VAERS, to the CDC VAERS. So what is what is going on here, people? What is going on? By the way, some good news. I want to report in. I was on the phone today. I was on the, a, tele, um, a Zoom call. A Zoom call where there are two state house senators. I will not say what state. I will not say the names. These two state house senators are going to submit a petition to a federal grand jury about COVID. And that is so encouraging. One of them, uh, they're both Republicans, but it's one of them's in a highly conservative district. The other one's in a conservative slash left-right area, but she won. And her mother suffered after the shot. They are both more than willing to submit this petition to a federal grand jury, and they're going to have a press conference when they do it. The purpose of this is to encourage um, is to encourage other state house legislators or even congressmen to go ahead and submit the information they have to federal grand juries. I have had to do an enormous amount of work to instead of my book, people don't read such a long thing, but that's okay. I have put together a document called Grand Jury Independence and Duty. 32 pages. Case law, case law. Here's the case law. Here's the words from the case law. Uh, U.S. versus Williams, the grand jury is independent of the courts. It has not been textually assigned to either 
three articles of the Constitution. It is a constitutional fixture unto itself. Other case law and other words that have complete independence, for example, the United States Attorney Manual states to the prosecutors, you must be reminded that the grand jury is an independent body. It's one document. It would be a miracle to get this to the grand jury so they realize, oh, we don't have to listen to the prosecutor or the judge. We can, Yes, you can do whatever you want. Roger Roots, uh, professor of law, when he was in Creighton Law School, he wrote, if it's not a runaway grand jury, it's not a real grand jury. So not just are we having a press release after the petition is submitted to federal court. Um, the documents are ready if anybody else wants to do this. Then you have the right of petition and its origin and history, which I got videoed by somebody yesterday. The origin, this is the argument, and I think it's well-founded, uh, especially when the Supreme Court said our right of petition goes back to Magna Carta. At the time of the Magna Carta, there's only two places to do petition to. One is the king, which they don't listen, and the other was a form of a grand jury known as parent group of 25. There was no elected legislature in the Magna Carta. The elected legislature didn't come about until at least 100 years later. It's a big surprise. Where, who do we petition historically to? Well, that would be the grand jury for redress of grievances. And so hopefully we're going to see some traction. You know, Fauci spouting off, lying, committing perjury right before Congress. Ryan Paul said he's going to refer charges over to the FBI. In that interview or that discussion, heated discussion, oh, another heated discussion between Rand Paul and Fauci. You could see the anger on Rand Paul's face, fury. Like, oh, my gosh, normally he's cool and composed, but he's – you could see Rand Paul was furious with Fauci. And then he was interviewed by Fox later. And on Fox, uh, Rand Paul said, I'm referring charges for perjury over to the FBI. Rand, if the FBI is crooked, corrupt, because they're a part of the Justice Department, guess what? It's going to go nowhere. I have somebody who knows somebody who's a close friend of Rand Paul, and they're considering a document I sent them, which is basically you have the right to get before a grand jury yourself, 18 U.S.C. 1504. Do a request to appear letter. Give it to the Justice Department and a judge, and guess what? You show up in front of the grand jury. Here's the evidence. There you go, grand jury. Go get them. Now, the encouragement about this, the encouraging thing, this is nothing new. The, attor- the uh, attorneys are – there's an organization called Attorneys for the Inquiry into 9-11. They submitted a petition with evidence to the grand jury, and the Justice Department received it and wrote a letter back that we will turn this over to the grand jury. Right there, 18 U.S.C. 3332. Okay? You provide information to a prosecutor. He's required by law, laws of Congress, to turn it over to the grand jury. My hope is that this won't just happen at one location. This is going to happen in multiple locations. For example, the Texas Attorney General, if he wanted to, he could go, hey, there's been a lot of Texas harm by the shots. There's been a lot of problems and deaths, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He can go to, uh, let's say, Dallas, Houston, pick, pick uh, a federal grand jury, request to appear and say, here's the evidence, a grand jury, go get them. Um, and the attorneys for 
the inquiry to 9-11, they um, informed the grand jury of their independence and their power. So I'm hoping... 9-11? 9-11? You mean the terror attack, right? A grand jury into that too? Well, yes. This happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, Sessions okay. uh, was, was still in office, and... Uh, they're like, okay, we got a changing of the guard, we got Trump, we got Sessions, let's do it. Bam, they got their petition to the grand jury. And so, what's funny? They didn't call it petition. I don't know why, but <laughs> anyway. And they had some court cases. Oh, I should look at this one. I haven't seen that one before because I've studied this grand jury uh, procedure. And so, I call up a federal courthouse where the target is for the petition to be submitted. And they haven't had a grand jury because of COVID. They're, they're convening one. They should have it up in place maybe middle of August or September. So what does this mean? Why did they close down the grand jury? Well, let's suppose this is a massive fraud. Let's just suppose. Okay, let's just for sake of discussion. Let's suppose this is a massive fraud going on. And, and the test and people are dying and all this. Um, on the federal level, who who do you who do you go to to start the prosecution to put somebody in jail? What's the very beginning? I'll tell you where the beginning is. It's in the Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. Okay. Um, Oliver Wendell Holmes, he wrote a book, 1881, called Common Law, Chapter 2 of Criminal Procedure. Presentment, being the other parent of our criminal procedure, indictment or presentment. What's an indictment when prosecutor brings the grand jury presentment? Real quick, Kelly, so I see what time it is. Yeah, um, Yeah, continue on, but at the top of the hour, I do want to get to our interviews that I had at that uh, Biden protest. Uh, uh, last week So I just wanted to give you a timeline On that so yeah go ahead and finish that up But I don't want to get into that because I know uh, People are going to want to hear that as well So just wanted to give you time on that uh, Go ahead Okay so the grand jury When they go out on their own Of knowledge they have or have received on their own From a petition Or whatever knowledge they have They can, issue, they can investigate it And then they issue a presentment Pennsylvania is still a presentment state Starting the criminal procedure. Indictment was when the prosecutor brings it to the grand jury. They work together. The foreman signs the indictment, and so does the prosecutor. Okay. Who's the prosecutor? From the Justice Department. All right. Boy, aren't we looking for trouble. So they've shut down the grand jury. So if this is a massive fraud, that's an if, the people, cannot, the people perpetrating the fraud cannot be held accountable. Maybe that's why Fauci is snickering while he's lying to Rand Paul. There's no grand juries. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. 18 U.S.C. 371, conspiracy to defraud the United States, which also includes hindering the operations of the government. Gee, did COVID do that? Yes. Coercing a civilian population is treason. This is some serious stuff. Oh, well, just... Everybody's going to die. Let's no grand juries. How do the grand juries not meet? 
the presiding judge of the federal districts write a letter and say, we're not going to have grand juries, nor are we going to have trials because we don't want the disease to spread. Now, I understand that. At the very beginning, I was very concerned myself. Okay. When the cats are away, the mice will play. In not having grand juries, the, the, the courts have killed the cat. When the cats are away, the mice will play. So, Houston, we got a problem here. Because if there's some massive fraud like this, it cannot be held to account until we get a grand jury going. And sure, the Justice Department can do an information on a misdemeanor level or other approaches, but something that this level rises to a felony, multiple felonies by multiple people. And so, you know, once again, I was contacted. Uh, can you help with some kind of grand jury or something? I said, yeah, da 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 conference call. I saw the state house senator. I sent him on a Zoom call uh, several weeks ago. I sent him a private message on Zoom. Would you be willing to submit a petition to a federal grand jury over this? He's like, yeah. We talked afterwards. The state house senators are extremely busy, but again, we were on a conference call today. We're going to have a press release. So hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully through the grand jury and preferably through willing prosecutors and judges, we could end this thing in a few months. Because one of the biggest problems with the March 24th memo was we changed the reporting method. And you can't they, – they violated the Information Quality Act. They violated this, that, other laws. Oh, we're just going to report deaths this way now. Here's the direction from directive from CDC. What is the directive? Oh, um, COVID-19 is put first when there's comorbidities. So before this, for 17 years, they had to set up a standard. Let's take H1N1. So somebody dies of H uh, – apparently dies from H1N1, but the death certificate would read this. Congestive heart failure, diabetes, H1N1. Now, because of the March 24th, 2020 memo, it reads, a COVID-19 congestive heart failure, diabetes. Just a little switch in the reporting, and everybody's freaking out. And then you had a mail-in ballot and Trump lost, <clears throat> supposedly. So what is going on here, folks? I mean, I've been stirring sometimes. What is going on to our country? How do we hold them accountable? What can we do? And how many people are going to die from the vaccine? Um, we had a local here who died two well, days after the shot. Well, apparently this doctor from this article, we just, we, uh, part of this article we just read, and I'm going to – we got time, I'll play the, the audio clip of it, where he thinks that about 62% of the people who got the vaccine are going to die because of it within the next couple of years because it's going to build up man, uh, all these blood clots. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Sherry, Dr. Sherry Tempini said, um, 60 to 70%. Uh, she got that information from the United Kingdom. I can't remember the institution she got it from. They were like 60 to 70%. She has 2 billion vaccinated, according to the New York Times, 1.2 billion. There's probably a little bit more vaccinated now. So you take 2 billion vaccinated by 60%, you're looking at like 1.2 billion. It's a biblical event. Um, and, and what's going on is your country's infiltrated, um, you know, top down, straight from the courts. Country's infiltrated. I mean, when they're shredding, uh, when they're shredding uh, vote fraud records, and they're like you just said, Kelly. You know, and, and Kelly, I would get out of that red state as fast as you can, because uh, blue state, yeah, uh, California, because it, uh, quarantines as far as detention centers and FEMA camps. Uh, you, can, you can hear 
that rhetoric coming from Cuomo in New York State about, uh, you know, uh, detention centers and, and things of that nature. And and so, yeah, they're going to keep getting aggressive. And California was like one of the first states to have mandatory vaccines for children, but I think they had exemptions. And that was like five years ago. So California is very, very aggressive on vaccines because they seem to be very careful and I anticipate like a civil war in California as well between the unvaccinated well, and the vaccinated. I can see that happening yeah. too. Let, let me paint a scenario. And by the way, I've got pretty um, breaking information with this COVID-19 research team. Dr. Haneli and a number of doctors, a uh, doctor from Australia was on call, on, on, the, on the conference call. And there's uh, the spike protein is causing the – uh, lesions on the cell membranes of the heart, and and not only that, of course, you get the micro blood clots that can't be detected by MRIs or other methods, and so these micro blood clots are filling up people's um, teeny tiny little vessels, not the major arteries. Right. Yeah, that's that yeah. article I, I read earlier was is about. Yep. Yeah. Microscopic so blood clots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're microscopic, but they're but that's just why he was one guy was mentioning the, the patient that would walk to his clinic. This is from another source, but walked two miles to his medical clinic. He had taken the vaccination, and um, it was um, he wouldn't even break uh, a heavy breath at all. He just just walked two miles. He's fine. After the COVID shot, after a quarter mile, he stopped and he's huffing and puffing and bent over and. Like it just ran a marathon, and so yeah, this this could be a scenario where, if we think about this, doesn't matter who is left or right. They got the shot. Now just imagine that people are dying, and they realize, oh my gosh, I'm taking the shot. I'm short of breath. I've only got a year or two to live. I'm going to pick up guns and I'm going to start killing doctors. This is frightening. I'm not advocating this, obviously. But if people realize they only have a couple of years to live, can you imagine the massive mayhem that's going to happen? Both and Latinos, Latinos, people. Can, can you imagine the Latinos in California and the the gangster disciples and the Bloods and the Crips in California and, and and Black Lives Matter in California figuring out that information and they start killing the institutional leaders, doctors and nurses. People that work at CVS Pharmacy administering shots, low-level people. See, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Before that war starts, Kelly, if you can relocate out of the red state, and because it, it's going to break blue down, state, you know, it's going to you're going to be in the middle California, of a, a blue war zone. State. <laughs> blue state. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I, I mean, move out the blue state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, where I live, and I really appreciate, I really appreciate your concern. Where I live up here, on the Oregon border, we are mostly. Independent, but we go Republican. I know a whole bunch of people that haven't been vaccinated, but I, I know from people telling me about their local doctors. Oh yeah, everything's fine. It's just fine. And they're they're going to be. We got some serious rednecks. That well, when we had the Justice for George Floyd rally, the local police and sheriff had more problems telling the local rednecks to stand down than they did the actual people to put on their peaceful rally. And that's kind of a thing. We, we, there will be a lot of people up here uh, protecting people. It's going to be very safe, but it's going to get ugly even here. There are tons of people. There, yeah, there are tons of people. Yeah. 
There are tons You're starting of people. to break up there, Kelly. Oh, sorry. Well, there are tons of people, real estate agents. The, the big cities, people are flocking up here. Um, I had a friend, that, uh, a client, that she sold her house for a ridiculous amount and moved to Oregon. Good for her. And somebody out of Hollywood. There are people fleeing the big cities and getting to uh, the rural areas because they know it's coming. They've done their homework, They're, and they want to – this is a pretty safe place. The rest of the state, I'm not so sure. I mean, you've know, you got Glen County, the Central Valley. you got the Sears, very conservative. The thing that, that rules California is the, over, the populated areas of San Francisco Bay Area, 5 million, and you got L.A. They pretty much tell the rest of us what to do. But in these rural Kelly, areas – you got, you, got you got another big problem too, Kelly, and that's that the reservoir, the, um, the dam. The reservoir is not holding enough water. They've drained millions of gallons of water out of the dam to protect a fish called a minnow. So, uh, Kelly, you have that problem as well. I don't know where that dam is located, that reservoir, but there's not enough water. And so it's about to be an apocalyptic event in California, Kelly, that they've drained millions of gallons of fresh water out of that dam and it is going to be horrific massive migrations coming out of los angeles i anticipate and the civil war institutional leaders terrorism um especially dr fauci better have a security detail because he's going to be targeted as well and the globalists like to have fall guys he's probably a fall guy he's probably a they have, ladies and gentlemen, they have mind-controlled doctors and nurses. Ladies and gentlemen, America, do not think these people are, are functioning under their right mind. They do have mind-controlled MK Ultra doctors and nurses. That's why they're following orders as well, America. It's not because they're just evil doctors and they're scared to lose their jobs. Doctors that are under mind control, too. So keep that in mind, too. It's going to be very, very bad. San Diego, Los Angeles. Yeah, it's going to get bad. And I, uh, Kelly, did you hear about the drought going on, the drought situation? And guys, we, in about two minutes, I'm going to go ahead and get into at the top of the hour because I don't want to get to uh, you know to the event uh, that I was at uh, last week. And so you know, I'm going to get that in probably a couple minutes. So let's wrap this up. Go ahead, Kelly. Well, yeah, we, we're not. This is not going to be fun. This is not going to be fun to watch. Um, how do we protect our kids? How do we protect our loved ones? There are some. Oh, I wish I could. Uh, you know, I'll send it to you, Robert, and maybe put it up on the show. There are some treatments. Let me dig it up quick. I have it. Um, it's hard to pronounce. There are two things that the doctor recommended for people who've been injured by vaccines. And uh, L-glycan, uh, I can't even pronounce it. It's a, a big, long word. Oh, uh, might be over here. So, yeah, there's some supplements you can get that will heal. Um, it'll pull, from what I understand, it stops inflammation, which causes, if, you're, if your tiny blood vessels get swollen up, um, the inflammation makes it even worse. And the spike proteins, but here's here here we go. It's called uh, hundred thousand milligrams per day L arginine, and it causes your body to produce nitrous oxide, which increases your blood flow. 
So, and then there's liposomal glutathione, and it helps with the inflammation and clears out the damage in the blood vessels, um, as well as vitamin D and C and biofutobacterium. Um, so, how many people are going to die? I don't know. Why didn't we use um, ivermectin? Um, Go on and on. Yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap this up, Kelly. Cause I don't want to get uh, don't want to get that um, uh, into the event last week. Um, don't want to have that on. If we have some time afterwards, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely cover that. You know, you know, if you want, if you guys, and that's why I got you know my the contact page as well as text. I mean, if these are things that you guys want to uh, discuss, you know, let's go ahead and have a you know let's have a, a show you know dedicated to it. Uh, but I do want to cover these things as well because I, I know a couple of weeks ago I thought I was going to have a a guest on and that, now this one was my fault. <laughs> I had to. Uh, it was supposed to be re- it's supposed to actually be this past uh, Wednesday that he was going to come on to the show, and that's Mark Henkel from the uh, Politically Advocates, and he's going to be on next week. But you know, because last week I, I missed because I was at the I was at the protest. Uh, but I mean, we we have I have the description here for people who, you know, look up the po- uh, the podcast on Blog Talk Radio and also on you know, and I'm trying to you know my own spread uh, you know spread out the show because I mean you, I'm starting to put things on Spotify and, and other other platforms uh, to try to get you know, more listenership that way. Uh, but I do want the, the the programs to mimic you know at least in part some of the <laughs> the, the title. Um, so I do want to move over to, uh, you know, to the, the interviews. I, I did, you know, I, I picked these uh, of all the interviews of people I talked to uh, for for this. I was going to do it last week, but by the time I would be able to key them up and everything, the, the show has already started. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show that, I mean, I, I was there from 1 p.m. until about 10.30. Uh, PM at the at the at the protest, and so I mean, I, I had no time to to get everything ready to to upload it, things of that nature for uh, to have these clips uh, from the same day. But anyway, the first one I'm going to do is a, is a 16 year old, uh, you know, 16 year old teen, uh, you know, talking about his concern for the future, you know, with uh, you know the Biden administration. And I'm going to get that keyed up, and I'm going to mute, mute our mics uh, while we get that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I just want to get you know get folks a flavor of what's going on, even amongst our youth. I mean, a lot of I know a lot of people think that you know most, and, and it might be true that most of our youth uh, is leaning more towards the left. But it does give me some some hope that that's not always the case. And so this is one of the uh, you know guys again. He was uh, he had a, a you know, really cool sign. Uh, I wasn't able to post it, of course, because you know you don't. I don't want to put post any pictures of minors or anything of that nature, uh, so I didn't. Uh, but we can't. Uh, but we did uh, have this uh, you know, short discussion with them. So one, you got to ask. You're real young. How old are you? Just turned 16 about a month ago. Just turned 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not quite old enough to vote. And your first name? Gage. Gage. Hey, Gage. Uh, so you're 16. You got a couple years before you can uh, vote. Uh, are you going to be able to vote in 2022 then? or? Yeah, I should be at least. Okay, great. Now, I see your scientists don't ruin 
our future? In what way do you think that, I call it the Biden regime, frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you think that the Biden regime would actually ruin your future? Because I don't want to grow up in a world where communism has taken over my free will to do what I want to do and for, and what's the word? perceive a better future. I want a better future for me and when I have kids because I don't want them to grow up in a world where they can't make a living under someone who doesn't even know what they're doing. And, and how old were you when you first started like, you know, paying attention to you know, politics and how our government is around, uh, going to America? Around 2015 or 16. So I was going into middle school and I was realizing that now I'm getting older that my future is starting to matter more. And now, did you follow the what, the Trump movement or, or President Trump? or? Well, at, at first it was kind of more of a bias with my parents, and then I started realizing it was they were right. Like, it, they weren't wrong But they had to like that here. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, this, 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 they're no joke. <laughs> oh, great. So do you have any type of, uh, like, service aspirations? Ever think about running for anything yourself? Or any organizations you want to think about getting into? Or I've thought about maybe getting into politics when I'm older. I feel like I have more charismatic spirit and stuff, and I feel like if we need more people to get into government who are Republicans stop the, the corruption that's happening on the Democratic side. And, and what type of, I mean, it, it, and only being 16, you, you see the corruption. What, what corruption do you see at this time with uh, the current regime? I feel like a lot of it is, like, a lot of it has to do with cancel culture, in my opinion. Because if anyone has an opinion, and a free opinion in America, if someone has something that someone doesn't like, they try to get rid of it. And a lot of that goes to the Republicans. And while they're getting rid of that, they're starting to gain this more of a communist perspective on the younger generation. And that's more prominent in the younger generation, so I'm trying to have an outlook on other people my age as an inspiration to not listen to the bullcrap that Joe Biden has to say. No, I, pre I certainly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Of course. That's it. And that was, of course, you know, we were at a, you know, live protest, a lot of people honking, and you, when I, one of the things, I mean, I, I the area that Biden did his town hall, one, he did it at a, a Catholic university, which we, we certainly have uh, – I had an interview with someone who actually is you know, pretty concerned about that, and uh, you know, I got an interview with, with her on it. And it's a pretty conservative. So you're hearing you know, the, the, the honks and the hoots. And, I mean, people are just driving you know, up and down the street. You know, they have their Trump flags. Um, you know, the Trump flags and uh, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, so that's where all the honking and everything. But, I mean, again, this kid's 16, just turned 16, and I'm opening up you guys' mics, but uh, you know, just turned 16 like a month ago. And, I mean, they're, they're concerned with theirs. So it's not only, of course, and that's what the left likes to do. Uh, they like to put these teenagers on. Uh, remember that Greta? They always have her on. Oh, you're tearing away our future. You're, you're destroying our future. Uh, just want people to know that there's, you know, there's kids on our side who are worried, you know, who are worried about their future just the way that the liberals. Now, I know the liberals like to grandstand and and always put the kids up there and make it look like that. You know, they're worried about their future because of you know us and you know and the conservatives. But I mean, there's there's concern on there too, and I do have another uh, teen that, you know, I'm one, 19, so you know, young adult. I'm gonna play hers a little bit, but I just want to get uh, your take, Steve, and and yourself, Kelly, on, you know, I mean, did you guys hear about anything about his 
this town hall with Don Lamont, or did you guys see any of it, or or if you want to make comment on on what uh, Gage said? Um, I did not hear about it, but that is exactly what the vote fraud was all about. Because yeah, I mean, young people when you, when they when you put the handcuffs on these college kids and high schoolers and you don't want them going outside, you don't want them doing anything, uh, they're going to look for a political solution. I mean, in California, you can't even buy a high-end $10,000 computer right now because of the power regulations they've instituted. So they're restricting the sales of certain computers due to power regulations. We have a totally different society that's coming in, and the young people are not going to be happy about it. So those that were planning on buying high-end PCs, and now they're getting involved in politics in California. You know, it, it's just getting it's getting insane. You know, um, with so many rules and regulations, and you're trying to handcuff these high school kids, and they've got raging hormones, or they're trying to get outside, and you're just trying to tell them to go go into their room and sit down and shut up and just. You're quarantined. If you go to school, put your mask on and sit down and shut up and be quiet. It doesn't work like that. These people are going to vote against you. And that's what the vote for was about, was to prevent them from overthrowing overthrowing the system. That's what the vote for was all about. But go ahead, Kelly. I think he handed it over to yeah, Mike hey, you, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> okay, Barge, Barge Logic at ProtonMail.com. Yeah. Robert? Okay, boom. Yeah. I just sent you the announcement by Thomas Renz. Uh, this is where he first announced the lawsuit and explains a little more. Um, kind of skipped the first 40 seconds. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's some information. And then I'll send you the link to his website. Um, Thomas Wren's website. You can read more about it. He's really fighting medical. Uh, yeah, there we go. Frontline doctors. America's frontline doctors sue DHHS to stop vaccinating children 15 and younger. So um, I'll send you his website also. And I'll also include, well, I'll send you another one. Uh, Robert, about these uh, supplements you can take um, to get them on. Well, one of the things, yeah. you know, I want to point out, you know, as, as, as he said, you know, how is doing things that we don't want to do? Because, yeah, I mean, it talks about forcing, you know, kids who have shown to have a great resilience against COVID to not, you know, not only wear masks, is there uh, – Get, you know, trying to get them to take this vaccine, and at least here in my locality, they even have these two doctors coming. Other pediatricians, actually, pediatricians said, "Oh, I got my child vaccinated. You should, you know, basically, you should get your child vaccinated." It's, it's ridiculous. Well, this uh, is, yeah. um, crazy. Do I own my body or do I not? Where is the left with the? Oh, my body, my choice. Okay, my body, you, know, exactly. you people. My body. It's my body. It's my choice. It's my choice. That's what we need, man. We need Steve doing like a music video. My body. My body. My choice. My choice. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was, I was saying that to somebody. Yeah, I was just I was saying that to somebody the other day. I'm like, yeah, they're real big. They're my body, my choice. But you know, where, when it comes to this, where is that? Doesn't exist because Dr. Fauci is your overlord. He's your overseer. He is your daddy, and he knows best. And, and I am saying that Dr. Fauci un, has multiple personalities. And he was groomed for his situation that he is currently in. He's probably going to be a fall guy. He's probably going to go to prison. But they're still going to protect the institution. So, Kelly, the lawsuit needs to go after the germ theory. These old, super old theories from 160 years ago, we need lawsuits about that. We need to start taking the junk science and throwing it in the trash and getting it out of our institutions. The problem is they've infiltrated uh, your institutions, and that's why uh, you know uh, they switched from holistic to big pharma 100 years ago, because that's part of the infiltration. You know uh, Rockefeller, and and you know how did Rockefeller? You know they said, oh, it came from oil. Well, he had some major bankers backing him back in the day too, so. And then the Federal Reserve. There's so many layers to fixing this country, and uh, Dr. Fauci is definitely at the top of my list, but we've got to attack the very foundation, the very theories that they keep teaching college kids, the germ theory, the airborne viruses. We have to attack the very foundation um, of their entire argument and totally dismantle and destroy it and point at people in countries like Japan, people that are 80, 90, 100 years old running marathons or haven't been sick in 50 years, like Dr. Joel Wallach, haven't been sick in 50 years. We have to, we have to punch holes in their argument. And, 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 and so, we, Kelly, we need a lot of lawsuits, a lot of lawsuits. We need a lot. Yeah, and I got another clip hey, uh, hey, right here from what? I went ahead and sent you those supplements, the hard pronounced ones, and there's okay. I don't know if you can put if you wanted to put that on for the next show. I don't know, but that's up to you. Um, so people can go. You know, we got to get Doctor Healy on, and he can explain uh, quite a bit about what the uh, COVID nineteen research team is doing, as well as um, how these supplements can can heal people. Because if you know people are getting vaccinated, if if people are going to die, well then maybe we should step up and help with supplements. My neighbor took the vaccine. I ordered a second set of supplements for him. Uh, we'll see how how well it helps with him. Um, and, and Kelly, so yeah, another problem. I tried to order some supplements today, Kelly. They are selling out the supplements big time. And I think the reason why. Is the leader coming in and purchasing a lot of supplements? Remember with the uh, remember with Trump was promoting the uh, what was Trump promoting the uh, hydroxychloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine. And they yeah they came in and bought hundreds of millions of doses of it. So I'm thinking that's what they're doing. Wall Street's coming in buying up the supplements that's going to help. I remember like last year I was looking for zinc, and the, like every single pill bottle of zinc was sold out. I'm like my. God, so we have to look out for that too, because 
Charlie, we have market interference barred with like buying houses. Uh, a Wall Street company called BlackRock. They're coming in and like buying houses to the point where houses are like fifty thousand dollars above market value, cash transactions, and it, it, the housing prices. I mean, there's a housing problem, ladies and gentlemen. It's just insane, and it's because Wall Street's coming in and buying up, buying up houses like it's going out of style. We have market interference. We have to deal with that problem. We have to deal with that market interference. Well, just like you, just like you, yeah, we have market interference. Well, this this is where the Sherman Antitrust Act ought to be busting these corporations that go into a nice neighborhood, and then they are they're buying uh, here, there, there, their normal prices, and then they um, they do their real estate trick. I mean, if you have a billion dollars to invest. Or two billion because you're a stockbroker and you got a firm, and you have the simple trick of buying a whole bunch of homes in a really nice neighborhood and holding on and not selling. Um, you're you're going to drive the price. Okay, where's the Sherman Antitrust Act to stop this type of behavior? Where's the Justice Department doing their job? Like, come on, people. It, it is so many. I agree with it. So many layers, layers, and more layers. And by the way, I'm going to. I, I can't spend too much more time because I'm uh, going to go watch a meteor shower with a lady friend and her son. But anyway, so that rinse, that rinse clip, if Robert wants to play it, you can see how mad this guy is. And it's quite the announcement. Um, and I like this young kid that you uh, interviewed. I'm sure, Robert, you found many more like that. Oh, yeah. I've got, well, I've got another one here. Uh, now, this is a young lady. So I believe she's 19, and then maybe maybe we'll play that clip before you go. But since you mentioned it, let me go ahead and get this one. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can look for the uh, the clip you're talking about. So again, she's this girl. I think she's uh, 19. So first, if I can uh, just get your first name and, your, and how old are you? I'm Abby, and I'm 19 years old. Abby and 19. Yeah, I talked to a young man, uh, 16 today, not even old enough to vote, and I mean he's here today, and he's worried about his future. So with Biden in office and possibly having you know four years of them and the Democrats, uh, are you concerned about your future? Absolutely. That's our like economy, our lifestyle. It's all going down the drain. I don't want to end up like Cuba, and that's kind of where we're heading right now. And that crushes everybody's lifestyle, not even just mine. Mr. So, I see you got the the sign there. It says uh, Mount Saint Judith. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, what motivated you to write that particular slogan? Because I think it's kind of hypocritical to have, or wrong, to have a president who says he's Catholic come to a Catholic university, yet be pro-abortion. So I thought it's almost kind of betrayal against what we believe in and who we are as Catholics or as Christians or anyone who believes in that. Now, do you think that, um, you know, maybe just this organization, they care, because someone I talked with earlier today, she stated that she thinks that the church is more concerned with uh, what some say is social justice now instead of abortion is, is maybe their, their top, uh, top, you know, their top concern or issue. Would you agree with that? I wouldn't want to agree with that, but I'm sure in some cases people definitely think that, and I just don't think that's... In a way, yes, they should be, but when it comes to abortion, I think that's just wrong. If that makes sense. I think you should still understand, like, a life is a life, and mm -hmm. that's that. I think that is justice. I think it's justice to let someone live. 
and what would you say is as a 19 year old did you now you weren't able to vote in the last election is that correct I was able or to vote in this you just this, voted yeah. and you voted for Trump yeah okay and what about uh, Trump did uh, give you cause to vote for him everything I'm I'm completely conservative on the right and he just stands by everything he says he he's done so much for the economy the past four years and everything he's created great lifestyles for all these families across the country he created so many jobs it just seems like a disgrace to have voted for Biden. I think that's so wrong for my family, for other families, and just for this country in general. And last question, Nina. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you think that the election was stolen? Absolutely. I think 110% was stolen. There is no way in hell that he won. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, I hope you call into the podcast. Yeah, she was 19. Her biggest concern, and, and wait, I got another person I interviewed, uh, who's probably got, you know, maybe even two that, that talked more about that. Because I did find it interesting that you had a pro-abortion uh, president go to a Catholic, go to a Catholic school, and I, I have a lady who I interviewed who I, I don't want to steal her thunder, so to speak. So I'm not really going to, uh, you know, talk about what she what she said, uh, why. She thinks that, you know, the Catholic – I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe the Catholic Church didn't let it, but it is a Catholic university. I know it did make uh, a lot of folks there anger, uh, you know, angry. And, you know, having someone who's a pro, uh, you know, pro-abortion president actually going to a, a Catholic university. Now it's a small school, so I have a, a liberal friend at work who – he's one of the very few liberals I, I can actually have a civil conversation with um, – and so, I mean, I, I've had a couple of them, uh, but, he, but he's, uh, he's actually civil to talk with. I mean, I've been trying to get him to call on the show, but he normally works at 10 o'clock on the same night. Uh, but anyway, you know, so, you know, I, I, think, I don't know why they picked it. Maybe, I mean, sometimes I think maybe just wanted to put a, a thumb in the eye to Catholics, you know, or, may, or maybe even the Christians. I mean, I know and some people say, well, maybe the school – uh, allowed it to happen because it is such a small school, and it is. I mean, it's a pretty small school, pretty small university. You know, so maybe they want to try to bring some gravitas. And then the area that that Biden chose is, you know, it's a pretty conservative area. I'm, I must admit, where is that? It's a pretty conservative area. I mean, you can see, you know, you're here at least, with all the, the honking in the background and the screaming and stuff like that. You know, the Trump supporters there, the people who are against Biden, you know, they're so – now, why they picked that spot, I don't know. But, I mean, parking wasn't, parking wasn't very easy for people who wanted to be at the protest, but they made it work anyway. But some would suggest that, oh, well, he picked that area to try to show that I, – I think it – personally, I think it's all optics. Uh, but they're saying, oh, well, he's really trying to reach out to the, you know, the other side, and he's really, you know, trying to, you know, show that he wants them to – you know, be a part of, you know, America and, and, and things of that nature, which I don't know if I particularly believe that, that he's trying to bring unity, and that's why he's there. Um, I mean, of course, I don't think it was Biden's decision to go there. I, I think it was, you know, so, somewhere else. I mean, why they picked it, I don't know, but um, I'm just speculating at that. Um, but I, I don't think it's the reason that, you know, people think that, oh, he's just trying to go to this area known to be conservative and, you know, to show unity that he's willing to – you know, to, to speak in that type of a, a venue. But, I mean, but I agree with our – the person who called in now. I mean, 
I really don't have any skin in the game. I'm not Catholic, nor is abortion one of my top issues. I, it used to be, but once I realized that, find it ironic that if you're – and I'll touch on this a little bit. If you're a conservative, you're probably not going to have an abortion. So the irony of the abortion uh, issue – I was trying to find the right word there to, to use – is I always find it ironic how hard conservatives fight to pretty much be – they're saving liberal babies. That's basically what they're doing. Because if you're conservative, you're probably not going to get an abortion. Uh, generally, that's you know liberals, and basically it's, it's kind of ironic and not to sound callous, but maybe even self-defeating because conservatives are just fighting to have more liberals <laughs> in the United States. Uh, so I always thought I always found that ironic and a, a little bit comical. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's wrong. I think abortions are wrong, I, and I do think it's killing a baby. Um, so I do, I do believe that. And I was very, I was actually a very strong. Uh, opponent of abortion, but then I found other other issues that, for me at least, um, you know, I, I, at least for me, you know, takes more precedence or, or priority. Not that I don't think babies are, are important or priority. It just, again, once I did that realization that, well, you know, if we're trying to think it in a non-emotional way, you know, Bard's logic, right? In a non-emotional way. I mean, that is kind of self-defeating for, for conservatives because you're actually inviting more liberals into the world and so for the liberals to take over. But anyway, let's go ahead and bring uh, – let's go ahead and bring Steve and Kelly back on. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to touch on that, on why you think, uh, you know, a Catholic university would allow a, a pro-abortion president uh, on their campus to have a, you know, a town hall – I mean, well, I mean, what do you think, Steve? And then we'll go to you, Kelly. I mean, I know, Kelly, sometimes you've had the Bard's Logic Bible Hour on sometimes, so it'll be interesting to get your take on that. But go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I mean, both parties are extremely similar because of rhinos. I mean, you don't really have a major, major difference. Notice, like, how quick they, they – both parties can agree on legislation. And Ron Paul has point, been pointing this out for over a decade. These, these guys, they, they act like they hate each other. But then behind closed doors, you know, at the bar in Western D.C., you know, down the street from the prostitutes, getting each other's backhands. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> you know, the grandstanding and – He's got so many rhinos. So uh, both parties are very, very similar. And um, in, 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 talk about the swamp. And, and, and I remember you had a caller on weeks ago and kept warning about the rhinos. He kept warning about that. His number one can worry was rhinos. And he's right. I'm like, I think that's Thomas. So, yeah, and so the Catholic Church, I mean, hey. You know, it's, it, that's the thing about it is these parties are extremely similar. So can you have a, a, a Chinese Communist Party set up in the future? Yes, you can. Because, I mean, look how, look how the national debt, for example. They've agreed to trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars constantly raising that debt for over decades. 
and you talk the love to point out you know the differences you know uh, of the two parties but man when they agree they really agree to a big big extent look how they agreed to, on the lockdowns you know I mean you'll get some rhetoric you'll get some grandstanding but when these two parties agree they agree so I mean, how do how do you see it uh, Kelly Oh, he he might have to. He might. I think Kelly told me he. I think Kelly told us he was going to leave, right? I think he said. That. Well, he's still with. He's still. I see he's still on the call. Well, and he's already stargazing. Oh, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm listening. I just had to uh, shower up with oh. my time with a lady friend. Um, you know, we talk keep talking about communism, socialism, Marxist thinking. Doesn't matter what you call it. Progressives doesn't matter. The bottom line is that it's forced compassion. Well, it feels good to give away other people's money. It feels good to help people. It certainly does. But it's forced compassion. I just – I don't know how else to say it. Well, um, yeah, I do want to bring in your uh... – you know, your audio, because I do have it uh, – oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I have it here, but because we're on this this, this line, I really don't want to – I really don't want to break it up. So there, I believe if I've got the right uh, clip here is I think uh, Rose is the one who, who kind of pointed out why she thinks – because, I mean, the Catholic Church has certainly gone left, in my opinion. I, I think they've gone to the left. I think their popes are leftist. I mean, they're for, you know, immigration. They're getting on – Illegal immigration. They're getting on Trump. Um, you know, basically keep the the borders open. But this is what I think. Uh, I think Rose, uh, I believe I got to her next. Uh, who really I think hit the nail on the head. I believe that's uh, who I've got here. Keyed up here. So first, do you mind if I get just your first name? Rose. Rose. Okay, Rose. So tell me how you feel about Biden being allowed to. Uh, speak at a Catholic university. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's a scandal. I think it's atrocious. And because he uses his faith, he doesn't. He doesn't act his faith. So, so he's what I call a kino, a Catholic in name only, because he's for all, all the causes that are against the teachings of the church. And I see him as. A scandal to to the innocent youth and uh, other people that don't know any better that are Catholic, and uh, and we need to follow the the truth the truth of the church. The church follows Christ. Christ founded the church, and and the, and the Bible is a writing down of what Christ taught. And. And what we have they, to follow the Bible. Why do you think that they allowed Biden to come here in the first place? I think they thought they would that they would uh, it would help them to become nation known nationwide. They want to grow. They're not really faithful to the church teaching. Now what? They're, they they're more they're more um, social justice nuns. But you can do both. You can be both and, not either or. So you're saying they put uh, the social justice agenda ahead of uh, baby. Of baby, right. But that's the first social justice. 
mothership. The astronaut is not the mothership, part of the mothership. It's an individual. I like that analogy. <laughs> okay? And therefore, under the Constitution, that that unborn child had the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, just like you or me. That's very well said. Thank you very much. Very Appreciate well- it. So that's what her take, and I mean, I would have to agree with that. Just seeing the development of the, you know, the Catholic Church, as they do seem to be more concerned with the uh, the social justice agenda uh, than the abortion issue. And it used to be reversed. It used to be where uh, the abortion issue was the Catholic Church, you know, you know, top priority, top issue. I don't think now. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's a money thing. Um, you know, maybe because they, they, they think that we're, we're turning to the left, and in order for them to stay relevant, they want to embrace the, the social justice agenda, thinking that that would keep more people in the church if they did it that way. Because, I mean, we know, I mean, every year, America is becoming a more secularized uh, nation. It just it is. Every year it's becoming more secularized, and perhaps they're thinking, well, if we don't take it, you know, if we don't take upon the mantle some of their issues, people are just going to leave the church, and then, you know, basically the Catholic Church, at least in America, is going to be nothing but a husk. The Catholic no, no, Church is Catholic Church is one of the most powerful in the institutions in the world, um, as far as like the power structure of the elite. They are near the top. Um, with the Jews and the Sabbatean Francus, a small set group of Satanists. But the Catholic Church is a very powerful institution all over the earth. Um, yeah, they've infiltrated a lot of countries. Uh, they've done a lot that nobody really knows about. You know, it's just everybody's causing a conspiracy theory. But, you know, the Pope and Jesuits, all of that. You guys can do research on all of that. But the Catholic Church has done a lot of infiltration over the years. They're very a lot more powerful than people think, but on T V they just come across as humble humble people. Um, an institution is very powerful. It's so they have to keep that in mind too. I think a lot of that liberalism also uh, comes from them as well. Um, yeah, yeah, Bart. I think you'd be very surprised just how liberal uh, the Catholic Church is. Um can I throw some things out here? I got all readied for my thing. I just saw a news flash um, about where is it? Um, <clears throat> Fauci is going to be talking with the Pope. And well, find a way. Wow. Well, he's going to try to find a way. To use the Catholic influence so that everybody gets vaccinated. 
Wow. What are they going to do? Excommunicate people if they don't get vaccinated? <laughs> Go ahead and excommunicate me. That's fine. <laughs> you know, let me. Um, there was one Catholic bishop that I really admire and respect. And if I have another son, which would be a miracle, but if I have another son, I'm going to name him Langton. Langton Stephen. Stephen Langton of Canterbury, he was the one who negotiated the peace treaty or Magna Carta to end the five-year revolutionary war in Great Britain against bad King John. He was excommunicated from the Catholic Church for doing so for a short time. He appealed to the Pope, and the Pope um, said, okay, well, stay out of England until peace breaks out. But he was a man of incredible peace, and he studied uh, the Old Testament, had quite a bit of extensive writings. He was the one who actually added chapters to the Bible. Stephen Langton, Stephen Langton, Archbishop of Canterbury. What I'm finding with the Catholic churches here and there, if you have an independent thinker like Langton, you can do an awful lot of good. The Catholic Church institution is not, I don't believe, it is not of God. They have idols. Oh, look, there's Peter. You can pray to Peter. Oh, you're praying to an idol. That Bible says, no, 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 don't even think about doing that. Um, salvation is found only through Christ, not good works and do this and do that. And I've known, well, um, Robert, you and I know Jim Condit. He's a really good Catholic. I really like him. He gets that salvation is through Christ alone. And all these works and deeds and everything else. And historically, yes, yeah, I talked to him. Tell him I hope he's been well. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he'd enjoy talking to you. You know, a homeless shelter. A lot of Catholics that are pitching in. Wonderful people. It's just the system, the institution, is is so concerning. And so you're going to have Biden speak. Was it because you want more members in your church? I mean, is that what is that what you're doing? You've got a Catholic uh, pro-choice president and a university. It's like, ooh, do we have to prove how accepting we are, or what? It's not really what the Bible says, but even the Old Testament Hebrews went went astray. Um, Peter himself got deceived by somebody. So, I mean. It happens, but if we simply study the word for ourselves, we can clearly see through, okay, oh, what did Paul say? He who does not work does not eat. The widow's fund, very incredibly stringent um, standards for a widow to be funded by the church, First Timothy 5. These are some of the principles we were founding, founded on, and certainly it wasn't socialism. Um, and by the way, the church didn't demand people give money. It was volunteer offerings, and then the leaders would figure out who who the money should go to within the church. It wasn't. I get so frustrated at social justice churches. I mean, yes, we do have to stand up for the rights of the oppressed and the poor, but we cannot violate the rights of others to support other people. It happens to be a voluntary system. You know, because love always offers a choice. God will free will into every fiber of creation. And, and I just 
we read the scriptures, we can find out, you know, the Catholic Church system or the institution doesn't really look like it's from God. Why do you think Martin Luther left, started the Reformation? Um, yeah, I, so that are, yeah, there are people that are they, – they came out of the Catholic Church, and they are ten times more passionate and more knowledgeable about the weird stuff the church does. Um, and I, the Catholic Church system, institution, can really lead people away from Christ. They get so burned. They get beat up. They get religious rules. And you know what? It's, it's not about rules. It's about relationship. It's what – Christ has done mm-hmm. for us in that relationship because he wants a relationship with us. Relationship yeah. accomplishes so much more than religion ever could. Because exactly. we understand we're yeah. forgiven and we love God back and we change our lives. I went to Catholic school. I think Bard also went to Catholic school. And yeah, they're very occult. I did. People. <laughs> I went 12 years. I went 12 years of uh, Catholic school. Do you guys know that I I actually believe the Catholic Church, I believe, were leaders in the occult? I mean, the stuff I saw during the Catholic school, I'm like, man, these people have to be occulted. I mean, the way they behave, yeah, it's it's very occultic to me. And I mean, like, whether it's witchcraft or being a warlock or... You know, the Pope talking about, hey, I'll baptize an alien. Or, hey, uh, you can be, you know, uh, a Muslim can be saved. You know, the Pope, I mean, they, he's like, he's very crazy. You know, baptize an extraterrestrial. It's just, man, it, it's insane. The type of stuff that he says is insane. So, Kelly, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's not good, it, and that's why I'm saying you know they're they're very powerful people. That institution, very powerful. So uh, one of the most powerful on the planet. One of the yeah, and I actually think they're one of the richest too. But they come across as very very humble when they're interviewed on television. They always come across as humble, bowing, kissing the ground, and things like that. But it's they're don't 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 be deceived. And I also heard, Kelly, that they're uh, linked with the Italian mafia is the muscle, and that they were actually, they would have the Italian mafia uh, accomplish objectives for the church, uh, and, and that the Italian mafia was also working with the FBI and other institutions. What do you guys think about that, the, the Vatican-Italian mafia connection? What do you guys think about that? Well, last one here to uh, give you guys. I mean, it's not the last um, interview. I got one with uh, with a group of uh, immigrants uh, from you know from Cuba, and that's one of the last ones you're going to play. But this one, uh, and then again, Kelly, hopefully we'll be able to get to uh, that that audio you, you you had. But again, I'm trying to be linear here, uh, and this is what yeah this she was saying uh, about you know because her sign said you know God save us from Biden. Is, is what her sign said, uh, and so maybe give you guys a little uplifting, you know, for that, you know, with that one. So just uh, your first name, Susan. Susan, and I seen your Trump here. It said Trump won, and you know it. And 
and God Save America from Biden. And so, first let's go ahead and address that. We said God uh, Save America from Biden. Tell us, you know, what you mean by that. I'd say obvious, but I mean... Because Biden wants to usher in communism to this country. And he will be the end of our freedoms and our liberties and everything that people have fought for over the past 200 years to establish this great nation. That is his goal, is to bring America down. But some say, I mean, frankly, including myself, that he actually rather be the representative of the world than the representative of these United States. That is a, a facade. That's the facade he wears. Yeah. But he's working behind the scenes and bringing us down right. by trying to appease the world. He doesn't care about us. No. You know, that's what I meant. Yeah. He, I think he wants to feel like he represents the world more so than he represents we the people. Well, he may feel how he feels, but everything he does, actions speak louder than words. And everything he does shows that he is okay. trying to Doing bring communism to this country. Okay. Every single thing he's done. Um, he's placating the, the, the Chinese communists. Um, every single and every issue that he is involved in is pro-communism. CRT is nothing but Marxism. He wants it taught in our schools which is brainwashing. He wants to brainwash our youth. Now companies like Amazon are expecting their, and other companies, their police, military, to go through this and be brainwashed into Marxism uh, to keep their jobs. So this is, what, this is how communism comes into a country. And then the other part of your sign where it says, you know, Trump won and you know it. Now you said earlier when we spoke that you're following the audit. So, what information would you like to impart uh, with us on you know, what you've been hearing about the audit? And I know there's other ones that are going to be going on as well. Well, all I know is I think that people are going to be very much surprised, state by state, as each state sees the state before them. The, these people from represent, representatives from these states are going to places like Arizona, and they're seeing what's going on there in the audit. And then they go home, and they're deciding to have an audit. It's a domino effect. And state by state by state by state is going to run an audit, and they're going to find so many, and I don't mean irregularities. I mean so much fraud that it's going to be mind-boggling. And, and I hope they do, frankly. And, but if they do, what do you think happens next? Well, it's not in the Constitution. So I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't know the Constitution. That there's nowhere in the Constitution that allows for that. Um, I don't know how that will be handled. To be honest with you. And do you think that the Republicans are going to take back the take back the House? I do. Do you think they're going to try to cheat? The Democrats are going to try oh, to cheat. Definitely. Definitely. That's why they're so adamant about us. Uh, all the audits. That's why they they're they're scared to death. And we will never lose, an, we will never win, rather, another election until we get this straightened out. And uh, what's your biggest concern now, you know, about what's going on with what, and I call it a regime, the Biden regime. What, what do you think is most, your most concern? Well, I mean, the censorship, that's communism. Uh, the, the, the mandates, uh, health mandates, that's communism. Everything that they're doing is, is, comes from the communism. So communism taking over this country. And you're right with using the word regime. You're, you're exactly correct. So. No, no, I certainly appreciate it.
Yeah, and as you can probably hear in the background, I mean, it, it, I mean we, at, at that point, I mean, the other interviews, there was, there was a lot of folks there, but um, as time progressed throughout the night, I mean, you could you can hear all the people around us. And, and wait till you get to the, the last interview. We'll do that later on the show, but um, you'll, you'll see it's even more intensified. I mean, the, the last interview I got here that I was going to do tonight, uh, that uh, that interview, I even had to – it's the longest one, too. It's almost 10 minutes, but – uh, it's from these, uh, but I was interviewing a couple of people uh, from Cuba, and you know, I mean, it got it was getting so noisy. There's times I actually had to stop during the interview to pause uh, because of you know cars going by or people shouting or something of that nature. Uh, so what I'm gonna do now is we'll we'll get some comments uh, with you two, and then uh, I do have that audio now. If I'm looking at it correctly. Uh, that's about a 10-minute audio, and we got a little more than an hour or so left. But I'm, I hope, you, but we got about 20 minutes worth of audio here uh, between what you've got and what I've got. But I mean, it's still nice to hear. But hopefully, you'll be able to. Is that the is that the correct one, Kelly? Is that is that the one uh, that you sent to me was like the nine-minute, 51-second uh, audio or video? Well, I only sent one video, but started 40 seconds. The other guy kind of goes on and on, but. Yeah, that's pretty shocking. That's uh, Thomas Renz. How, how, how long was the first one? Well, did I send you two videos or one? I just see the one, but it, it, the video. But it's okay, like it's, yeah, he's on stage. He's about to take the podium. He's being introduced at about forty seconds in, and so go ahead and play it, and I'll tell you if it's the right one or not. And uh, so well, this one has uh, uh, AmericanFaith.com on the front. Here, let me uh, let me look at my email quick. I'm about ready to leave. Okay, so let's go ahead. Well, it's going now. So, what, what's your take on that? Uh, on that, Steve? The communism. There it is. Okay, right. Thomas Rents. Right. That's that's the email I sent you. Okay, Thomas Rents announcement. That's the one you want to play. Uh, communism, not not so. She kept saying communism, not really communism, fascism with the you know big tech and big pharma working together. I mean, you've got all the evidence in the world right there. You know, I mean, yeah, this communism. Taking over businesses out of the private sector. Not a lot of communism has happened yet. Um, more fascism and printing money. Uh, so, yeah, it may not technically be uh, communism as she was putting it here, but um, definitely uh, you can almost say the merger between big forms. Big tech. I mean, it's come on, guys. You got to censor whoever they want. Well, I've been saying that. So well, you, I've been saying for years that our politicians are the new oligarchy. Absolutely, man. You, they the political class Yeah, way too much power. Way too much. So yeah, these guys. I mean. I mean, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I mean, she did like 20 years of vaccine research. I'm like, and you're going to censor her? Really? It's just 
silly. And then remember the dirty – oh, we haven't even talked about the dirty dozen yet. What did you guys think about the dirty dozen when they put it in the news that these are the 12 people promoting those conspiracy theories? And, the, and the, remember we talked about those two words are going to can kill a lot of people. Anything that goes against your narrative is a conspiracy theory. Like, why don't you oh, yeah. invite these people on the TV shows with Dr. Fauci? Why don't we have a public debate with Dr. Fauci and the, the Dirty Dozen? They keep pointing out. Why don't they have a public debate? They don't want to debate logic because logic causes problems for the agenda. So, yeah. How do you see it, Kelly? I don't know if Kelly's still here, but is he still here? How do you see it? He might have left. I don't know. Go ahead, Kelly. Are you still looking that up? Oh, okay. I thought he was going to. Uh, yeah, well, I've got. Yeah, I'll go ahead and. Um, I'm going to go ahead and key up that 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 uh, video, uh, audio for you, Kelly, and just send me a text on whether this is the the right one because I'm going to mute the mic so that we don't get any uh, background noise, including my own. So just send me a text if this is the right one. If it's not, I'll stop it. <laughs> That's the organic nature here of Bard's logic. Well, no, I can't mute mine because I'm the one going to be piping the uh, uh, piping the audio. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I must not have had enough uh, enough coffee today. Let me get that keyed up for you guys. How many of you are tired of Dr. Fauci? One more time. How many of you are tired of Dr. Fauci? He's a Luciferian weasel. Luciferian. Think about that word, Luciferian weasel, that, that descriptive. Okay. Our next uh, guest is an attorney who's going to drop some knowledge bombs. But you ever want to get out your phone, go to Facebook Live or something live, Instagram Live, go to something live. Get in the live mode, film this thing, because what he's going to share has not been shared anywhere, anywhere else in the world. The world and I say, Attorney Thomas Rins, before you come up here, please don't show this anywhere else in the world, because I want everybody here to hear it first right here. So, ladies and gentlemen, please stand to your feet as we welcome Thomas Rin to expose the corruption of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, I got to tell you all, uh, it is a true honor and pleasure to be here. God has blessed me so much. Uh, today is really important to me. Every one of these is it's just incredible. It's incredible to see the people, to see God, to feel him moving in us. It's amazing. Thank you, Clay. Thank you so much. I'm going to talk about something real serious today, and uh, this is a brand-new announcement. I'm filing papers in federal court today, so you guys are the first to hear. And, yeah, go ahead and post it. It'll be censored in about six seconds. But here's what I'm going to say to those that are going to censor this. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, let me tell you what I'm going to say. You are complicit in causing death. And I cannot wait to sue you over and over again.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what a woman who has incredible courage, who we're calling Jane Doe for right now, she gave me some information. She's an insider. She's a whistleblower. We're submitting to federal court today based on a sworn declaration. Under threat of perjury, this woman attempted to this, and she's an expert. We know, based on what she said, that there have been at least 45,000 deaths from this vaccine. I'm going to tell you what I know. I know, based on this woman's testimony, because she has seen the inside of the systems, that there have been 45,000 deaths based on how many people died within three days of the vaccine in just one system that's reporting to the federal government. Now, I'm going to tell you what I can't prove. That, that piece of information, that 45,000 deaths, okay, I want to put that in perspective. 45,000, look around you. If all of you were dead now, that would not even come close to 45,000. I live in a town of about 10 to 12,000. If they killed my entire town, that would not be 45,000. Not a mathematician. Ladies and gentlemen, 45,000, and let me tell you what, there are reportedly around 11 or 12 systems that are reporting uh, deaths and injuries to the government. How many have really died? And why are they covering it up? These people are murdering people. This is, this is complicity at minimum. People need to be in jail. We, do you remember Brett Kavanaugh? The serious of the charges were such that we had to put that man through hell twice. The serious of the charges. One woman from 30 years ago who couldn't remember what she was saying. I am telling you, we have someone who has sworn under penalty of perjury that there's been at least 45,000. And my guess, I've been working on this for a while now, is that it's immensely higher number, immensely. They know it, and they are covering it up, and I want investigations immediately. America's frontline doctors empowered me to file this suit in Alabama. Thank you, Simone. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, all of you that are doing this. Because of that suit, we were able to make these connections and define this. 45,000. You're going to get censored when you talk about this. And you know what? If they try and censor the risk, I would say that's complicity. And I cannot wait to find out in court. So let's see, 45,000, let's see what they do. I want to challenge you all, okay? This is kind of a new idea for me, and it literally came to me this morning. I, I just, it's a random thing. I have no idea if this will work. Since we can't talk about the 45,000 murders because they, people weren't able to give informed consent because they've been covering up the risk, Let's try and get 45,000 to trend on Twitter. We can't call it murders, but maybe we can. Let's try and get it to trend on Facebook. Just pour everywhere you can. Now, I want to suggest maybe you go to Cloud Hub or something decent, because God knows Facebook and Twitter suck. 
Hello, did you say that in the church? I'm sorry. I'm I'm very fired up. I am, ladies and gentlemen. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of the vaccinations, the eighty percent failure rate in Israel. They don't work. Absolute risk reduction from these vaccinations. One percent. You're being experimented on for one percent, and they want to experiment on my babies. I have an eight-year-old and eleven-year-old, and God is my witness. Hell will freeze over before I stand down on this. So I apologize. I'm I'm more than a little bit frustrated, and I've been very eager to share this information because. We need it everywhere. If you're at home, wherever you are, 45K, let's call it the 45K initiative, right? We want everyone to hear this. I want investigations in Congress. I want Nancy Pelosi to call investigations. Do you care about our kids? She's claiming to. Let's see what she does. I want Adam Schiff. Who talked about the seriousness of the accusations of Brett Kavanaugh? Well, I'm accusing you guys of covering up thousands of deaths. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure that people hear about this. Now, I am, uh, I'm going to transition a little bit, right? I want to talk about this. We've got this horrible thing happening. Here's the thing. I just gave kind of a bombshell. I mean, I, to me, this is a bombshell, okay? What do you do about it? What are you going to do? So you can count on some schlub like me in court, or you can take action. I can promise you I'm going to do my best, but I can also promise that if I were you, I would take action. If we had 20% of America acting as activists, not, eh, I kind of agree, but I don't know if I'm going to do anything. You know, Well, I don't have time to call my congressman. I don't have time to ask for investigations. I don't have time. No, nah, we just don't have, you know. No. Get your butts up and make some time. Throw some spine, for God's sakes. I don't care if you're uncomfortable with telling people what you believe. Have some courage, right? Courage. It doesn't take a law degree. Probably not even that good of a lawyer. What I am is willing to fight. The only reason you've heard of me is because I'm willing to fight. That's the only reason. I'm not special. You have to be willing to fight. And I want to encourage everyone here to have the courage to fight and to get others involved. They need to hear about this. This number was attested to in a case and came from someone who has access to government computers. Okay? It wasn't made up. It wasn't a projection. And we actually discuss how we came at that number. You can fight. Wow, that was a fast that was a fast nine minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and, and open uh open up the floor here. 
Wow, that was an, that was an incredibly fast nine minutes. <laughs> did it even really play the full nine minutes? I guess it did. It uh, looks like it did. But let's go ahead and uh, open up the mic uh, for Kelly and uh, Steve. Well, Kelly, wow. Um, yeah, I did find out the 45 uh, initiative on Twitter. It, she said Twitter sucks, but it looks like I have to give Twitter that. It looks like they haven't taken it down because, I mean, I'm seeing a number of, you know, number of posts there still on Twitter uh, for this. But go ahead, Kelly. The 45K announcement, that's pretty good. I'm uh, almost there picking up my friends, so I'm, i got to go. But, yeah, this is really uh, amazing, and we'll have to see how this lawsuit progresses. They picked a no, uh, northern district of Alabama, maybe because it's a more conservative judge that would make a difference. Because you, what we're going to see here, i got to make this quick, but what we're going to see here is there's going to be depositions and interrogatories. There's going to be subpoenas. Um, <clears throat> and the CDC is going to do everything. Oh, no, 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 no nothing wrong. Nothing, nothing to see here. Uh, why isn't Rents getting to a federal grand jury? That's what I want to know. I should contact him somehow magically. But basically, yeah, the CDC is going to play games, and we are going to find a truth through subpoenas. That is going to be a very, very good thing. So anyway, I'm here at my friend's house. I'm glad we played that. And the more people that know, the better. So we'll have to wait to see how this plays out. And I guess with that, I'm, I'm sorry, but I wish you good night. Well, you know, Kelly, uh, enjoy your stargazing. It's actually something that I enjoy myself. Uh, I hope to do some, uh, not tonight, but at some point. You said there's a, uh, you said there's a media shower you're going to watch. Yeah, we're going to wait for the sun to go down, go up a mountaintop, and then there's a, a dog happy to see me. All right, so good night, folks. <laughs> All right, well, I just wonder if we could see that. Oh, he had to go. His dog's happy to see him, and he's going to be seeing his lady friend. So, lady friend it is. <laughs> so let's go ahead and bring it over to, uh, to you, James. <laughs> Not like uh, the, the pull a man's attention than a lady friend, right, right James? <laughs> you mean Steve? Oh my gosh! I've been working with yes, Steve. You, I've been working with the James all week on some, some, uh, some things, and I got James on the brain. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. You're right. I met Steve, not James. I'm t- again. Go ahead. So America, take forty-five thousand, multiply it times a hundred, because you have people that don't know how to report to the VAR system not trained in it, they may complain uh, to their family member's doctor, um, things of that nature, contact a lawyer, but if they don't know how to submit that report into the VAERS system, they're untracked, and it could be as high as 100 times. You take 45,000 times 100, that's 4.5 million, and go on BitChute and take a look at how many deaths are coming in as videos every single day. It's a lot. Definitely a lot. It's a big number. And, uh, yeah, big tech, uh, they don't care. 
you know, sweeping under the rug. My big indicators as far as the uh, fighting back is we need to make sure we don't have a dominant robotic military. We need to prevent that from happening. So that's another protest that needs to happen too, Bart. I think there's like a $24 billion investment into robotic military technologies. We need to make sure our military is not fully robotic so that you don't have a small group of people at an Air Force base causing a massive amount of damage. So that will help our security. And then we also need to make sure we don't have a lot of United Nations troops training in this country, Canada, or Mexico. That's another prediction I was looking at is uh, moving uh, United Nations troops into Canada and Mexico and getting them positioned to take over the U.S. Uh, in the name of quarantine and uh, medical martial law part. So uh, those are some of the things I can see down the pipe if they really, really, really want to go hardcore with this. Because it seems like they're going for broke. It doesn't seem like they're going to stop. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like they're going to stop, Bart. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm on the uh, the website creativeforhealth.org. It's got some interesting, some interesting stuff here. It's certainly a lot to uh, uh, a lot to read. And so, uh, let me go ahead. Yeah, because we're in about ten after. And yeah, certainly some. You know, some fascinating stuff. Of course, it is on Twitter. Of course, you have other people. And I'm getting, that, I'm hearing that static you were telling us about earlier. I, I wasn't hearing earlier. Um, oh, okay. I'm near. Let me. But now I'm hearing it now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So I am on Twitter checking it out. And of course, because uh, I'm trying to find where. Uh, oh, somebody posted something about uh, when the website that are sharing the. Number 45 initiative information also have clickable bells so you can instantly be instantly notified of new UFA sightings. Pay attention to your cohort. And, you know, of course, this person uh, really don't have much going on, but as the followers on, on Facebook, but uh, I'm not on Facebook on Twitter, but I mean, I, I was kind of looking for that. I haven't seen anything yet, but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's something that you know has got attention, and, and be that it being, we have to give uh, Twitter that. I mean, they they haven't deleted it, so you know. Yeah, and imagine you have people coming home from work. They turn on MSNBC for ten fifteen minutes, and then the, you know they pop the Netflix on. I mean, you've got to have more informed voters. That's another thing, too. You know, these 10, 15-minute sound bites, it's like, Bart, it seems like people are so distracted. You know, they're so into their own world. And, you know, people like us, you know, we really want to get involved. And then you have people that they want the 10, 15 minutes of turning on the you know, the six o'clock news and then that's about it. They go back on with their lives. So, yeah, but the, as prices go up, boy, the good thing about prices going up, as prices go up, people start paying attention more to politics. What do you think about that? 
gas prices are going up. You know, if prices oh, yeah. start rising, people start paying attention. Yeah. And it's going to be four bucks a gallon, which is possible by winter time in the Midwest. It's possible. Well. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a really no. sad video I, I, that, that I'm seeing on uh, on Twitter about a girl who, uh, who who took the vaccine. It's it's pretty sad. Um, I may re- read her post there, but uh, I want to get back to our our last audio clip uh, from the rally, and then maybe get back, get get to that because we unfortunately are running out of time. So now this is a, a group of uh, a group of people, a group of ladies who. Uh, you know, they lived in the United States for a while, but they immigrated from Cuba. So they certainly had a lot to say because, as you know, recently, you know, the, what they were trying to say, you know, the media, the Democrats, that, oh, well, the protests going on in Cuba, oh, they're just about, uh, you know, getting the COVID vaccine, trying to link it to COVID, which they're actually wanting to get freedom. And, the, you know, and the people who are from Cuba here, Again, talk, I mean, they're, they're calling it communism, and, and, and that's how I see it so far, but that's what they're trying to bring to the, these United States. And they're concerned, like, look, we, we fled Cuba, and now it, it looks like they're, they're trying to bring it here. So I'm going to uh, play this audio, and then we'll get back. And, again, I want to – I might get back to that story because I, I was watching the video about what happened to this girl, and, man, it's, it's, it's pretty sad, but uh, – let me go ahead and get that because I want to get you know all my audio clips for for this uh, tonight. So let me get that uh, started for us. So first, uh, can I get your first name? Yeah, my name is Janelis Leonard. Mm-hmm. I'm from Cuba. Okay. So you want how me long to... How long have you been here in the, in the states? I have been living in the states for 22 years. 22 years. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about what's going on in Cuba and Biden administration, or I call it regime rather, how they're handling it? Okay, well, they wanted to make it uh, look like everything is about COVID-19 and the struggles that the country is going through. But it's not that. People were shouting for freedom on the streets of Cuba. They don't want anything else. They want freedom. So well, I want to make that clear in the first place. And the government is shooting people, people who doesn't have any weapons, people that were just peacefully protesting because, I mean, the government, uh, they betrayed the people for a long time. It has been 62 years. That's really loud here, guys. So it's good. I mean, we got a lot of, lot of, lot of folks here. Uh, so that's always good. But no, you certainly go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cuba has been communist for 62 years, and the government lies uh, to the whole world. So if you say something uh, in Cuba that is against the communism, you go to jail. And you, you're going to be in jail for 16 years. So that's no joke. And the thing is that the world uh, needs to know about it. And I think that everybody should do something because Cuba has Venezuela as an ally. But the Cuban people, the people that actually live there, they don't have anybody to talk for them. And I see that the world is not really doing anything. They talk, they talk, but they, we want action. That's what we want. And we want freedom for Cuba because I think that it's enough. 62 years is more than enough. And it's been, you, you live there. How long did you live here before coming to the state? 15 years. 15 years. So you were a child when you came over? Yes. And at a school, uh, as I would say, everything that they talk about, 
Alright, that's great. We got a lot of still more excited folks here. Go ahead. Okay, uh, in Cuba, when you go to the school, everything that they talk about is communism. So you're not allowed to talk about anything else. Not anything that is related to capitalism or uh, anything like that. So everything that you see is communism. Um, that's what they teach uh, at school. And now that you're here in America, you see what the Biden regime is doing and what they're you know, trying to uh, get done. Are you concerned that communism is going to come to America eventually? Yes, I am. Because I'm seeing a lot of things uh, here that I used to see in Cuba. Yeah. And I'm really concerned about that. Especially because I see that social media is manipulating the information. And that's exactly what happens in Cuba. I think that people should know about it. And, and what, what right now, you know, with you and your family being here, what's your biggest concern about uh, just the, the status of, of America right now, of the country? What's your biggest concern? My biggest concern, that America might become socialist. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, what I say is that it's driving into that direction. And that's what I'm concerned about. And they, start with, the social, and they start with the social media mm -hmm. and even the television, the news, mm -hmm. they just manipulate, you know, the news, they never give the right information, they just turn around the news, you know, onto their side, so even with Cuba, they, they turn around the, what is happening right now into the human carry, or they asking for food or medicine, and that's not the issue, people in the street, they cheering for freedom, they want freedom. And they not even mention that. No. A lot of Cubans are even saying that they don't want food, they don't want medicine, they just want to get Cuba back. They want freedom. I mean, they like what we have in this country, which is freedom of speech. Exactly what we're doing right now, you cannot do that in Cuba, because that happened July 11. I mean, people went on the streets and see what happened. A lot of people got murdered, some others got disappeared. Their, their family members don't even know where they're at, so we don't want that here. So we want to be able to say whatever we need to say. Even it's a lot of Cubans, I don't know if you saw it in the news, it's a lot of Cubans protesting in Washington in front of the White House and not even and not even the president say anything about it. Not, not just in the United States, it's all about the, the, the world. If our vote counts, I mean, our voices have to count too. That's what we say. I mean, he has to say something eventually because it's... He, he just cannot be ignoring the whole situation, I mean, all the time. We are not going to stop. I mean, people are in Washington, D.C., in front of the White House right now. This weekend, more people are going. We are going to Washington, D.C. this weekend. Exactly. Good for you. Have a yeah. safe trip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is not going to stop until Cuba is free. That's what we want him to understand. That and they just, he, he just stand up on the, on the news and he just say, we're going to stand he just say we're gonna send we're gonna send medicine or we're gonna send food to Cuba. That's not, gonna solve that's the not what we asked for. That's not gonna solve anything. That there is still gonna be the same problem going on for 62 more years, and that's not gonna solve anything. Cuba wants Cuba back. They want the dictatorship go. To the point that they're not afraid anymore. They went on the street and they know that they could die. But they'd rather do that than keep living under that dictatorship. So 
I mean, what the whole world hears about Cuba is only the good things or the things that the communism twisted so to make it look good. But that's not the reality of Cuba. And you think that's what they're, pre they're doing with social media here to manipulate uh, the information yes. that the people are getting? Yeah, definitely. Even, definitely. Even I believe, truly believe, that the president right now, that the president right now, they really have a really good friendship with that dictatorship. Oh, okay, gotcha. And that is so you don't, so, think, you don't think that this regime could do anything? Any, anything. That's why Cubans are on the street. If Cuba is on the street, Washington is on the street, Ohio is going to be on the street, Miami is going to be on the street, all the states, whatever, all the states gonna be whatever on the is a Cuban is going to be on the street. And social media, everything that we're going to be posting is going to be related to that. So, I mean, you have to say something about it or do something Eventually, about it. You have to sound I mean, and it doesn't seem fair to me that Cuba has Venezuela as an ally, but the Cuban people, who doesn't even have weapons, are being killed, and Biden is not doing anything about it. So, because to me, he talks a lot about human rights. He talks a lot about human rights. But, I mean, look what is happening in Cuba. And what is he doing about it? I mean, we have been saying, like, everywhere that we don't want food, we don't want medicine, we want freedom. That's what we want. So, Okay, so what do you think it's going to, so he's not going to do anything, so you think it's really going to take maybe another three to four years before something's actually done about it? That's what maybe during the next election? I'm really scared because yeah. most of the Cubans are getting really stressed, and they're really upset and angry, aggravated, that I'm really afraid that they might talk, um, I mean, actions into their own hands. Oh, I gotcha. Because I have been... So like an uprising, man. Exactly. You think it might be a violent exactly. uprising? From the people inside Cuba and from the people outside Cuba as well. Now, if that were to happen, I mean, we're just speculating at this point, but if that were to happen, do you think that... Uh, the Biden regime, do you think that he would maybe send uh, people over there, maybe military over there to assist the Cuban people? That's what I'm, we're hoping to. Support. We're hoping for intervention, but he's completely um, avoid that. He's avoiding the situation. He's avoiding the situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's certainly going to cause, as you said, you know, he, you know your voices need to be heard, too. So. It's going to cost, you know, cost them votes. Now, whether they cheat or not, it's a lot of votes because it's a lot of Cubans living in the United States, and I think if we both count, or both have to count too. Now, is there anything that you want to make sure uh, when I do the podcast or anything else you want to make sure that gets out there to people? Just to make it to make it clear that the people from Cuba they want freedom. They wouldn't want more food. I mean, human uh, or medicine or anything like that. They want they want the dictatorship out. That's what they're asking about. I mean, that needs to be clear. All right. Well, well thank you very much. No, so I appreciate it. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we've heard it before. I mean, we have heard that, you know, what the media is trying to ensconce it, you know, oh, it's just about, you know, the uh, you know, about the COVID-19. Of course, you had, uh, you know, liberals saying that you know, oh, well, if we would stop doing the sanctions on Cuba, you mean, then they'd be, it, you know, have more food or, 
you know, have more prosperity. You know, of course, trying to blame it on the United States, but that, that's the, the quote-unquote American media now that, that blame America first is, is how they like to do it. And so, but, and, but you hear just from these ladies here, they're like, no, no, they want freedom. They're, they're tired of communism. They want to be, they want to be done with it. And I, I thought it was funny. That pretty far into the interview, uh, another uh, organization that was there, another uh, news organization that was there, uh, was actually trying to cut in. If you if you heard it, like, oh, well, we want to do an interview with you guys after after your after when you're free here. I thought that for one, I thought that was kind of rude. It's like here I'm here I'm conducting an interview with these people, and then another media come out. <laughs> You know, comes in like, oh, you know, like button into our interview. Like, oh, I want to interview a lady down here. So it's like, well, wait till we're done. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring it back uh, in, Steve. And, I mean, and that, that's what they want. I mean, you know, whether the, the Biden regime will would help the or, – or send troops or, or someone down to Cuba if it did get uh, – you know, if it did you see violence. You know, if it does become a violent uprising down there. I mean, I guess that just remains to be seen, but I, I don't know. He probably won't probably won't do anything, but uh, but heck, he probably try to prop up the regime, you know, and Biden. <laughs> but go ahead, Steve. Uh, New York Post from yet two days ago. Uh, five high-ranking Cuban generals are dead. From the 17th to the 27th of July, he's got five dead military generals. So yeah, it's definitely wow. happening. And then yesterday, um, a black uprising is shaking Cuba's communist regime, from the Washington Post. And so you do have confirmation that they're trying to overthrow that communist regime. I've always heard nations like Cuba and North Korea are kind of like uh, a beta test for the globalists, like they they beta test totalitarian regimes to see if they want to implement that totalitarian regime in the West. They have certain nations as a beta test. China's more of like a laboratory, um, a lot of uh, laboratory stuff goes on in China like it does in California. It's kind of like a laboratory too. Um, but but yeah, yeah. As far as Cuba and I also heard that the Pope behind making sure Castro stayed in power because they wanted you know, they people certain people wanted to, Castro assassinated and the Pope stood up for Castro and said, No, he's my friend you know, uh don't assassinate uh, Castro back in the day and they had the opportunity to do that. But yeah, it definitely looks like uh, uh, they're going to succeed in overthrowing the government um, because they're like, the government doesn't just, they've run out of ideas. They don't know what to do about the dark-skinned black Cubans uh, that are causing them a major, major problem through the uprising. And uh, food prices are going up globally. That's another big thing too, Bart. Because the weeks that we haven't been here, food prices, you know, South South Africa, um, the president of Haiti being assassinated, uh, we haven't talked about that. I'm hearing that it was because he wouldn't accept the vaccine. 
that is the reason why the president of Haiti was assassinated. Hmm. There's a couple of presidents in Africa that were assassinated that I've been hearing is because they wouldn't accept the vaccine. There was an assassination attempt on the president in the Maldives, which is a small island nation off the coast of India. And the assassination attempt from ISIS through a bombing, and this was like a month ago. So it seems to me, Bart, whatever president doesn't want to go along with the World Health Organization, uh, looks like there's going to be assassinations. And, of course, you know, uh, all of this is going to be uh, censored and swept under the rug by the globalists. But there's a lot of stories, Bart, that we haven't even talked about in the last couple of weeks. A lot of, lot of stuff we can cover. What's that? You know, I tell you what, I mean <laughs> – and, and, and I wish the uh, the Democrats would just say, you know, I, I think uh, there may even be less, not as much resist. Well, there'd still be resistance, I'm sure, depending on what they want to do with, you know, glo- you know, globalizing everything. Is just be honest about it. But they probably can't because globalization isn't, you know, because I'm a big Star Trek fan, and in Star Trek, the Star Trek universe, you know. You know, the world pretty much is, you know, globalism pretty much at that point. And then it sounds like it's kind of a socialist society too. But they make it – of course, it's Hollywood, so they make it if it's, you know, dandy and work, workable and it's great for everybody. But I don't think that's the uh, the globalist uh, vision uh, that the people who are, are, are trying to get us there uh, have. I mean I, I think it's – yeah, again, they're – they're the ones with all the power, and they basically run us as if we're, you know, basically toys, uh, toys for them, basically for their amusement. Um, now, one thing I do want to get on, on this vein is because you know we're at the bottom of the hour in the second hour, so I only got about 20 minutes for us to start really shutting things down. Is on that uh, 45k initiative where this was uh, about this girl. It's this, this video on there where there's this younger, you know, I, I guess she's got to be in her, you know, maybe 20s or 30s. She just kind of sitting on the on the couch, uh, you know, just really shaking. You can see she's having a hard time walking. She, she's really jerky. And she wrote this thing on Facebook, on, um, on Twitter, and it says, uh, this was March 18th, 2021. It says, it's the day that I made a decision that flipped my entire world upside down. I've been extremely quiet about this decision and the adverse effects that it has caused me simply because I didn't want to scare anyone out of making their own decision about receiving the vax. With all this being said, I made the decision to get my vax before I left Las Vegas to move back to my home state of North Carolina because I wanted to play it safe and make sure those around me were in harm's way. I also have underlying audio. So if you've got an autoimmune system, and I know people who do, you definitely don't want to take the vaccine, especially after reading this. So I also have an underlying autoimmune issue, which I have openly talked about uh, for a while now. I'm not ash- I am not ashamed of why I received the vax, because I know my heart was in a good place and my intentions were pure. And yet here I am struggling with adverse side effects from this life-changing decision. Doctors have been – let's see. I got to back up a little bit. Um, 
sorry because it's it's scrolling. I'm trying to catch it as it's as it's scrolling. Um, yeah, it says uh, doctors have been pretty uh, doctors have been pretty lost on what exactly is going on. Running multiple tests, medical imaging, and neurological exams coming back with no answers. Here's just a glimpse of what I've been dealing with. Uh, symptoms that come and go. Uh, dystonia, difficulty walking, and weakness within my legs. And if you watch this video, you'd see that. Dull aching and sharp shooting pains with legs, uh, with the legs, vertigo, heart palpitations, lack of sensation throughout body. Um, I got to scroll up here. Wait for it to scroll. Cold sensation in my legs, pain behind my eyes. I'm waiting. For, it's a video, so I'm I'm actually reading this thing from us from this video. I guess we're going to scroll up on the video. There we go. Tremor in right hand, symptoms that are 24/7. Short-term memory loss, trouble forming sentences, feeling out of body, depth perception is all visual changes, severe brain fog. And she says, I'm not sharing this post to scare anyone out of making their own decision. However, I do believe that uh, people must know exactly what the risks are. These stories shouldn't be so hidden on social media platforms or the news, and I'm done with being so quiet about this. If there's uh, anyone out there that has experienced something similar, don't be afraid to let your voice be heard. Please share. I can use all the insight and help I can get now. And it is. It's, a, it's, it's sad. Um, that this video that I watched, you know, seeing her struggle with walking and seeing her tremors uh, that she's had. Um, I've seen a, a video about these parents, you know, now they regret it, uh, who, you know, I think they got their, like, 13-year-old or 15-year-old uh, child vaccinated, and the kid's now in a wheelchair. And she's got, you know, a tube coming in her mouth. And she, you know, she, she has, you can see where she has, some difficulty controlling some motor function. So, I mean, I tell you what, this, this push, and this is what, and, you know, we're in Bard's Logic After Dark now, so I can do, uh, be a little bit more aggressive. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, Steve, it, it pisses me off when I see people talk about vaccinating children. There is no reason to, vacuum, I mean, to vaccinate children, but yet you have pediatricians and you have the occupier in chief in the White House, you know, pushing children to get vaccinated. I mean, there's no, there's no reason for that. And and that I mean, having you know, trying to force uh, you know children to get a shot for something that that they're really not much affected by it. It's it's just it's outrageous. And and you and you no wonder people don't. You know, are, are you know, don't want to you know do this, so they're they're leery about it, and that they're not trusting of it. When you're put, you know, when you're pushing a vaccine that's got a 99% survivability rate, and I even lost, I listened to this guy on the radio this morning, Steve, a so-called conservative, he got the vaccination, you know, trying to you know kind of denigrate people who haven't by basically agreeing what's going on over in France. So here's a so-called conservative talk show host, you know, stating you know. Basically, he agrees what they're doing in France with not basically, you know, if you want to go to a restaurant or want to go to a movie, you got to show a card that you've been vaccinated. I mean, 
dude, for, for one, you need to get yourself off conservative talk radio if, that, if that's really your stance, because that's not a conservative stance, you know, to be on board with that. Um, and just because, you know, you took the vaccine and you're okay, one, you don't know if that's going to be the case in the long term. Two, is that doesn't mean everyone else. So you shouldn't be, you know, trying to denigrate people for not, for not getting it or thinking people should be punished and not be able to, you know, go to a movie without uh, being ostracized or go to a restaurant or, you know, or whatever they're trying to do uh, in France, you know. So, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's outrageous. And imagine it's like, okay, like, okay, Bart, we're going to be honest with you. Look, we have robots that's going to do the majority of work. We don't want to pay unemployment benefits. If we want to kill off 90 to 95% of the people on the planet, you know, we just want, you know, there's no way they can logically tell you that it's going to be a robotic future. We need to kill off an amount of the population. There's no way to tell the people that without there being an uprising, a civil war, without them being arrested and, 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 and going to trial and, and, and violations of the Nuremberg Code. There's no way to tell people that you have a robotic future planned and that we're not in your plans. Your plans are not for humanity. And uh, Bart has also talked that um, once people start connecting to the 5G tower through the vaccines, and I'm not going to believe this until I see it, that we're going to have people that turn into zombies like the Walking Dead. But I'm not going to believe well, that. Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know if I particularly yeah. believe that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- that's going on that the 5G is going to kill a lot of people a lot faster than waiting the three-year period through the 5G power. And so depending on how fast they get that infrastructure going, we'll have to also take a look at that too. But yeah, the future is, I mean, to me, it's just apocalyptic. I mean, it's, you know, um, and the social credit score, that's another protest coming in the future, Bard, you know, um, where you cannot get a job unless you have a certain social credit score. The Book of Revelation, everybody knows about the mark of the beast. You can't buy or sell without the mark. Now, what were they talking about in France? Macron was talking about, hey, you can't buy food without the vaccine. Then he took it back after the outrage occurred. Then he took it back. See, and then they're talking about, oh, seeing, I think it was CNN said, oh, you shouldn't be able to work a job without a vaccine passport. So your ability to buy and sell that the Book of Revelation specifically talks about, your ability to buy and sell is being talked about right now among politicians on national television. And you should be very concerned, America, because – a lot – you have a group of people that believe the vaccine is associated with the mark of the beast, a digital tattoo that goes on your right, right. Hand your forehead. So – and to sit here and Leary talk about, hey, you shouldn't be able to go to a concert. You shouldn't be able to go to the grocery store. You shouldn't be able to work a job. You shouldn't be able to feed your family. 
we have to make it very uncomfortable for freedom-loving Bart and Steve. With the, and and, and it, you can just see it. You can see the Bible fulfilling itself. And I mean, and we talked, I've talked about on previous shows for, you know, for people that don't believe in the Bible. Uh, there's books on all the archaeological evidence, all the prophecies that slowly fulfilled itself over the years, like the Israel becoming a nation again back in the 60s and 70s. That fulfilled a major, major, major prophecy uh, when, it, when Israel hasn't been a nation since, you know, a long time ago, over a thousand years ago. So there's so many prophecies that, were, that have been fulfilled, and it's like... You know, you know, Bart, I track that. I track, um, uh, yeah, it's just the world is just a crazy place. The price of food. What happened in South Africa? We haven't even talked about that yet. You know, uh, it's, I'm telling you, man, I really do believe we are in biblical times. And that's, you know, crisis where I go to for my mental health. And I encourage, you know, everybody uh, for mental health sake, find something that you can do to get get your mind off of the world's problems, you know. And I know most of you guys are staying productive, you know, going to work every day, things of that nature, you know, find something, that, you know, just because there's negativity going on doesn't mean we can't, you know, we can't. You know, we need to keep that on our minds all the time. Bible also talks about that too. Uh, we don't, you know, God doesn't want us running around here moping about negativity all day long. So, um, it's 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 just very unfortunate what we see across the entire earth, Bart. And you know that old school saying, "What happens in Europe eventually makes its way to the United States of America," or you know, or what happens to Western European countries makes its way over here. So France could be the beta test that can we get away with putting these people in detention centers in other Western countries like United Kingdom or in America. France could be the beta test to what happens to us. So luckily we have the people in France acting the fool, protesting. We have cops in France protesting with the people. And so we we can kind of we kind of see some real 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 good protests going on in France about that. Did you take a look at that, Bart? Well, I'm looking at uh, I've looked at some in France. Not a lot I've heard about it. I'm I'm trying to focus on uh, a lot of local things here. Like like for instance, you know, at that there was uh, you know a sign that someone says. You know, vaccine mandate violate the because you mentioned this, and I've, I've I've talked about this a little bit on the show as well. Is vaccine mandate violate the Nuremberg Code? Vote yes. Uh, House Bill 248. Uh, www. Uh, vote yes on House Bill 248.com and Ohio Uh Now, of course, these are local issues, but this, this could come to a place near you, where you know they're talking about getting a, a bill. You know that basically, uh, you know, keeps discrimination against people who haven't had it. Um, so you know, working uh, right now, I think it's in it's in committee. Um, so who knows how long it's gonna how long it's gonna take? They've been working on this this bill since it looks like April. 
you know, for this uh, or May. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, want to look more into that. Uh, certainly now there was, uh, let's see. Huh. Yeah, you could actually buy T-shirts and stuff like that. So I might have to uh, check a few of these local things out. But, I mean, I mean, I think Indiana, I mean, this needs to go all across the country where they're, you know, where they're, they're, they're fighting this, where it's like, look, we're not going to, uh, you know, allow, you know, the the government to try to force people, you know, to – it's like China. I mean, think about it. Remember in China when they had those laws uh, about, you know, the population? You know, it's like I tell you what, we become more and more like China every day, and, that, and that's been happening, since, you know, <clears throat> in, the, in the Biden regime. Man, I mean, Barb, you your analysis is excellent. Absolutely. I mean, and the scariest part is that the Chinese Communist Party are not pushing and mandating the vaccine on the Chinese people. They're not doing Mm -hmm. that, which indicates a DEFCON level one biological attack designed for the American people to get Donald J. Trump out of office because oh, yeah. he had some major trade, you know, some major trade deals going on, and the Chinese Communist Party was not happy. The CCP wasn't happy, so we come up with this fake. I've been calling it a fake virus from pretty much day one, Bard, because my instincts, you know, I, my, when my instincts start kicking in, my intuitions. It's like it's it's just fake. I, I've been I've been saying that this is just fake from day one. I I and and, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, cheap sugar has been going on, Bart, in this world for over five hundred years. Junk food kills people every second of the day. So I, I think what they're doing, Bart, they you know they take people that's died from you know diabetes or heart attacks. People that's died from junk food, not getting enough sleep, alcohol, Uh-oh. things like that. Then they'll say, oh, he died, Bart, of COVID-19. Get your butt in there. Get the vaccine. How do you know he died of COVID-19? Do you know if you eat fast food, Bart, your risk of death goes up exponentially? Yeah, and don't tell me that. Food. I eat fast food almost every day. Yeah. I know. It's terrible. Yeah, so it's like. Every the media will take a death and it'll splash it all over the TV screen. COVID nineteen, out of COVID nineteen. Every second of the day, people are dying from junk food. That's been going on for the last five hundred years, Bart. Because we have cheap sugar in this world. Before five hundred years ago, sugar was very expensive, Bart, and it had to be made by hand. But we've had cheap sugar in this world for 500 years. So don't sit here and try to deceive the American people, telling them, hey, they died of COVID when they really – they had a heart problem for 20 years. Did you hear about that celebrity in, in London that died, and he had, like, heart – everybody knew he had heart problems for decades, and the, and the media ran with the story that he died of COVID-19? I don't know about that, but, yeah, that, that stuff happened around here too. Yeah, deception, deception. And the CIA and Hollywood, Bart, 
they are the masters of deceptions, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hollywood and CIA are the masters of deceptions. There's some documentaries out there you guys can watch on that. About Hollywood was, is also a beta test on deceptions. What can we get away with? What can what can we get the American people to believe? Uh, propaganda, things like that. Hollywood and the CIA has a relationship when it comes to propaganda, uh, Bart. And there's definitely documentaries on out there about that, uh, the propaganda uh, that they like to run. Um, but no, oh man, McDonald's, ladies and gentlemen, McDonald's, it's deadly. It's just tax. Everybody knows that. It's just a fact, man. Heart disease, diabetes, it, it, everybody knows that. So don't sit here and tell me that all these people died of COVID-19. And you know the motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, Bart, he said, look at the deaths for the last five years, total deaths. It's around the same. That's what Tony Robbins was coming from. Tony Robbins was saying, deaths haven't shot up since COVID. It's around the same number of deaths. It's been for the last five years. Did you uh, see Tony Robbins talk about that, Bart? I have not, to be honest. I have not. Yeah, I've done so much research, man. I mean, I when COVID came out, I was researching like a like a like a school nerd. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> I was researching like crazy because I know my instincts is telling me that this is just a flat line. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to trust your instincts, sometimes it's just God talking to you and hey, this is something's wrong with this, and you need to further investigate. And so, I, when COVID came out, I spent a lot of time researching, trying to figure out what in the world is going on. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, and it doesn't. Vitamin D, uh, yeah, vitamin D. I've got some vitamin D drops as well. I bought some recently. Get your vitamin D, get your C. Bart, you might eat junk food, but do do you you take any supplements and, you know, so I'll uh, take going vitamins, to the gym. No, I've been taking some vitamins, and I uh, take a little bit of. Uh, I've been starting to take um, apple cider vinegar two east. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and it's addictive. I, I, hey, you're not. I had the same addiction, boy. Don't feel bad, man. That junk food is super, super addictive. Well, and it's convenient. My part. family, our, 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 our schedules are crazy, so. so for me, it's more of a convenience thing than 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 the the flavor of it. To be honest with you, <laughs> do you like do you like fruit? I do. I the try to eat, you know I try to eat healthy at work, and then um, I do try to eat some fruit. Uh, so it's just my dinner is usually the bad meal. Yeah, it does. It does get it does, things can definitely get get hectic. Uh, out there. 
Um, but I do see, uh, yeah. yeah, I do see that. But unfortunately, uh, running out some time here, so we got to do, uh, you know, our closing comments and everything. Uh, so let's go ahead and um, you got about, mm, yeah, about the about two minutes of that um, for your closing uh, comments, Steve. I certainly appreciate you coming on to the show. Uh, you know, and then of course appreciate Kelly. <laughs> Uh, definitely uh, get the you know. And let me ask you this: How do you come onto the show? Uh, do you just have the number? Do you come to the link of uh, Blog Talk Radio, or what? What brings you here? Oh, I, I've got I've got the phone number saved in my contacts list. I got the cheat code. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just call. Well, right you here. can get you can. Yeah, I mean, you, well, if you have a, if you have some podcast apps. Uh, yeah, you can uh, share that out with, uh, you know, tell people, you know, about the show, you know, because I'm on a number. Bart's Logic is on a number of, of, of podcasts. I mean, I mean, so on, I mean, you can get it on Apple. Uh, we've got iHeartRadio. If you have iHeartRadio, you can uh, get the podcast there. Uh, there's just, you know, a, there's just a number of uh, uh, pod, uh, what's that, CastBox. I think, uh, I think you can find uh, Bart's Logic on CastBox. But just, you know, if you don't use the link, then just, you know, tell folks about it on, you know, whatever, you know, podcast app they may have or, or even music app. I know there's the, if you go on a music app, uh, again, like Apple. I mean, you know, Apple, a lot of people use Apple Music. I believe you can also find uh, Bard's Logic on that, too. But anyway, yeah, so if you can get about a you know, minute or two uh, for closing comments, go ahead, and then I'll have to work on closing out the show. Bard, you can definitely do, you know, do a bit shoot video, you know, try to uh, lean. Yeah, but I've definitely promoted the show. You can uh, do some bit shoot videos, try to get some people to come to the show that way as well. Bit shoot. Um, I looked up the numbers, man. It's growing like crazy. I mean, bit shoot like exploding because the censorship of YouTube. But yeah, the future is definitely. Can you spell that? Bitchu? That, oh, bitchu. Uh, B-I-T. Bitchu. See, in Charlie H-U-T-E. Bitchu. It's a major platform. B-I-T-S-H-U-E-E? B-I-T. C is in Charlie. H. U is an umbrella. T. As in Tom, E is an echo. Bit shoot. B I T C H U T. Oh, bit shoot. Like uh, like shooting ladders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit shoot is a major platform because of the censorship. And that's where you'll you'll find Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and all the other doctors that got censored. You'll find them on that platform. Um, um, and so that's where you'll find a lot of the uh, information. Uh, testimonies about the vaccine that normally get censored. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going, it's exploding. So yeah, you could put some, you know, you could do some ten, twenty minutes, or you could just put an entire show on there, Bart, uh, and uh, try to you know get the public to more engage with huh, the show. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's big, man. A big platform started out small, but yeah, if YouTube starts censoring, everybody had to go somewhere, so they went to BitChute. Very surprised you don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely have to, to check it out. But 
But I do have to uh, get things close things out, and I certainly appreciate it. Uh, next week, finally, I think we're going to have uh, Mark Hankel on. I know uh, uh, we've been talking about having him on for some weeks now, but um, I'm supposed to talk to him Friday to confirm everything. So maybe we'll finally have him on to the show, and he is the national polygamy advocate. And you'll you might find uh, some of the things uh, he's got to say uh, very interesting on how he you know, supports and defends uh, you know, to allow that here in the United States. And he, and he even has a conservative perspective, and even almost I believe he even has uh, some religious backing as well about it. So it'll be interesting to, to see him. Uh, but again, uh, so hopefully we'll, you know, we'll pan everything out that this this Friday. I'm and I gonna have a conversation on the phone, get everything panned out. Uh, but hopefully we'll, you know, finally get the interview again with him. Uh, it's been some years since he's been on, but it's always a, an interesting conversation. And I think he even stayed on for the the entire show that the, the past two times he was here. So we'll see. Uh, but no, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. And. Uh, unless another protest comes out that I end up, but now we'll we'll we'll, we'll be here probably, um, most probably. But I will tonight as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. Uh, she's doing art now. Maybe one day I'll I'll have a piece of that. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, take care and good night. Thank you.